0: Yeah, yeah. Last of us trends on Twitter every other week, so. (laughs) Same as Bloodborne. (laughs) Bloodborne has been trending. Oh, and the other day. People seem so shocked by
1: that, but. Uh, Horizon, and I was thinking that we should do um, like a, a spoiler cast once we all finish the game.
2: Hey man, yeah, I'm, I'm down. down. I'm gonna be playing like once it's, as soon as it comes out that Friday, I'm gonna be playing hardcore.
1: So this is this is probably a little bit of shame right here, but I actually went to GameStop yesterday, and I pre-ordered Dying Light 2, mm-hmm. and I pre-ordered Horizon, uh, the Steelbook edition. They had they like my reasoning for for horizon specifically because i imagined that they would have like the big ass collector's edition the regalia edition and all that um and they did but then i when i was there i asked the guy like is it uh can you can you tell me if they for those like big ass editions do they have like they don't they don't have like the physical disc inside the the actual case with those and he checked, it he was like, yeah, it's, they just give you, like, a digital code or whatever. So I was like, fuck that. Uh, just give me give me <laughs> cool. the, the Steelbook Edition, whatever it's called. And, yeah, that's what I got.
2: No shame there. Yeah.
1: I, no, nah, I because I, I don't... I usually don't pre-order anything. Um, especially, like, even though, like, I'm... And we'll talk about Dying Light, too. But, like, even mm-hmm. though I'm so excited about it, I'm still, like... A little nervous oh, right. about how that game is going to come out. So like, mm-hmm. but like I already put my money on it, you know. So like
2: that's why I don't pre-order <laughs> shit. But mm-hmm. gotcha, I yeah, feel that. Right. I feel that. I'm kind of I'm kind of surprised though because um I feel like you would have said something like that for Dying Light 2. Rather than Horizon. Said. No, that you would have said that for Dying Light too, rather than Horizon. What pre uh, pre-ordering it? Yeah, yeah. Considering like because Light Two didn't really come out with like really like recent footage of console gameplay, they actually they actually yeah. did. Uh, the trailer, gameplay, trailer. Yeah, that like, little snippet. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Like <laughs> there's uh
1: there's like an official uh, gameplay trailer that came out like two days ago or something like that. It was like three minutes yeah. long.
0: It's I missed that. It's I watched a, the. the yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a banger of a fucking trailer, man. It's really good. Oh hell yeah. How so did I miss
2: that? I was I was like watching the uh the recap and did I just totally like blank out on that?
0: No, they at least they released it. I I saw it through IGN, IGN I saw yeah. first one. night has like oh. it has like
1: over like goddamn five hundred thousand views, man. Like that game is gonna yeah, do yeah. numbers.
0: It will. It will. I'll check mm-hmm. it out then. What the fuck? I'll check it out then. Yeah. Yeah man. I'm pretty excited for that game. Too, man. Pretty excited for game. I really I can't, enjoy w- I I can't wait you, to hear so... you
2: guys talk about it.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know so but I really enjoyed the first one. I know if you played it. Oh yeah, man. I played it you on played it on a stream. Yeah, a bunch of times. Oh, but you had
1: like like enjoyed and enjoyed it, right? Oh yeah. We'll 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 oh, talk gosh. about it cuz yeah, it's on my most anticipated.
0: Oh, tight tight tight. tight. And <clears throat> my drive heard you say uh, you guys talk about it. You you talk about it? Too. You got to buy it. You got to get it. <laughs> I don't
2: got the time, bro. I don't got the got time.
0: To, uh, hey, man, 500 hours? Come on. <laughs> yeah, we
2: were just talking about prioritizing games, beating games we just bought. <laughs> I can't just go and buy another one. No matter how bad I want to play it, man.
0: Yeah, for now. Got to be responsible. I mean, I don't know. It depends on you. Watch it. We are live, by the way.
2: All right, let me go through it out. Well, would you actually mind doing the sound check for me while I mm-hmm. uh,
0: get this together? Yeah. All right, cool. Sir, let me get this podcast over here. <sighs> Man, what else? Um, all right. Dance, monkey, dance. Uh, hello. My name is Jay.
1: <laughs> Do you need
0: anything else? <laughs> no, it's actually sounding good. Uh, right. Keep talking a little bit. Talk about what were you playing today, Jay? Uh, Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we're sounding great. I don't know about Macho, so Macho, when you can, let me know.
1: Yeah, Macho's going to come back and he's going to be muted for the whole podcast.
0: Yo <laughs> Matt, I remember still that podcast where you were muted for half of it and we had to start all over. <laughs> yeah, I think
1: that happened with um another video that me and Macho did uh by ourselves talking about I think like Assassin's Creed. Like we mm-hmm. did we did that that video like four times dude. Bro. Yeah
0: yeah <laughs> the, the technical difficulties are real
1: yeah
0: oh man yeah been, been an interesting couple of days twitter has been interesting to say that uh you know enjoying takes and everything and playing demon souls and hating life right now you didn't finish it already when 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 I got Demon Souls, it was the same time when I got Returnal, and I did the mistake of playing both back to back, and and I got mad, so I stopped playing both for a time, and then I continued Returnal, but I left Demon Souls in my backlog, so now I'm actually getting through. Actually, yesterday, or rather, I started when on Thursday, I started off all the way until last night. And today, and it being at least, like, five bosses. Like, I'm going pretty quick. It's not, it's not a difficult, difficult game. It's just not knowing the layout of the map is what's getting me. Because, you know, just learning where the enemies are, the ambushes and all that. But not, all right, we should be good. It's a really difficult game. Talk. Talk, Macho. I am talking. This is
2: Macho. The King of Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy Fanatic.
0: I'm oh, It's right. <laughs> my
2: low voice, by the way. I haven't had my cafe yet.
0: <laughs> when you, imagine when you say "Kingdom, Kingdom, of Hearts," it just statics. It just says no. <laughs> doesn't recognize. Doesn't. Recognize. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, I
2: changed our title, by the way. Um, oh, I was literally too. just in the process of that. I got. I put as you can. You could change whatever you want, but I put our top ten games of 2021 and most anticipated games for 2022. So you could like fix that if you yeah, want. I just thought that on the fly. Yeah, that's basically what I just put. Okay. Um, yeah. all right, if yeah. we're good on sound, then I'm. I'm all set. i pray yeah. for the gods today. Let's go. Yeah.
0: Today and always.
2: That breath of the wild clone.
0: Oh man. Hey yo. <laughs> Weren, weren't were these weren't
1: these uh, <laughs> these <laughs> these these folks saying that Kirby in the Forgotten Lands is Breath of the Wild too?
0: Yeah, bro. Man. I've heard last. I've heard the comparison to the Last of Us and saying how it's Kirby. Last of Us. That's that's so that's so funny that you say, that you say that, Macho,
1: Because I was watching um this Game Awards 2021 reaction of like this channel that I'd never heard of. I think they had like I don't know, probably like less than 100 views on on their reaction. Um and it was like it was uh like a I don't know, like a husband and wife watching it or whatever. And uh I was watching their specifically their reaction to Horizon, and the moment that she pulls out her goddamn glider, they're like, Oh wow, just like it's just like Breath of the Wild. <laughs> and I turned it off,
0: man. I turned it off. Before y'all tell me, before Breath of the Wild, what game had a glider like that? Tons of games, man. Oh, what, game. what game happened? Assassin's no, no, Creed 2 no. Walt, well, Assassin's Gliders Creed never, 2 never existed. Gliders never existed before Brother of the Wild. It's 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 patented. Nintendo said glider, boy, that's my property. <laughs>
1: same <laughs> thing, same thing with green grass, man. You can't have that. No man.
2: <laughs> I think you're forgetting that Assassin's Creed 2 had Leonardo's flying machine, which was basically a glider, and then Brotherhood actually had a parachute. Yeah, I'll try to figure out which one. Actually, you know what? Have appeared before that Soul.
1: Oh yeah, our we, favorite game. Yeah, we talk we talk about it all the time, man. Yeah. yeah, our favorite game.
0: Yeah. Wait a minute. So is is Fortnite, Breath of the Wild, Battle Royale? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow,
2: that's a See, that's a revolutionary idea. Yeah, man. There's grass, and they have gliders. <laughs> Can you feel the grass, though? That's the point. Yeah.
0: Oh, Can you touch the that. grass? Anyway. That's that next. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: a <laughs> lot, a lot, of, yeah, a lot of these folks need to touch grass. That's a thing. <laughs>
0: um,
1: guys, welcome back to the 44th episode of the Dual Shock and since podcast. I am your host Soul, connoisseur of anime waifus. Joined,
2: got Macho. How you doing, man? What's going on, everybody? It's the king of Kingdom Hearts and the Final Fantasy fanatic. I got my cafe. I got my boys
0: here. I'm ready to do this podcast. Let's get it. Yes, sir. And we also got Walt. What's going on, man? What's going on, y'all? Manga Maniac. Not a lot of reading, but a lot of playing. Can't, can't wait to talk about our most anticipated and our best from last year. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Matter of fact, usually when we have more news, we talk less. But when we have games, we talk forever. So we're probably going to cut cut it a little bit. Because last week, we we went overboard with our longest episode yet. But we had a lot of fun. And that's what's important with this podcast. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: Um, so yeah, as as Walt sort of teased, uh, this is going to be a, a fun episode, man. We're going to kind of talk about our most anticipated games of 2022. Uh, you know, our personal ones. We're not, we don't have to compile it into a list or anything like that. Uh, this is just us giving out our, our personal... Uh, games that we are looking forward to the most in the coming year, um, and then we're also gonna do the same for uh, our personal uh, game of the years uh, for 2021. Um, I'm curious, which should we do first? Uh, Cause like, I don't know. Like, I want your opinion. Cause like, my line of thinking is that we do game of the year first, and then you know, kind of we leave like 2021 behind, and then we look ahead. And do 2022 after you know our most anticipated after but if you guys feel differently
2: no i actually agree with that it's a it's a nice motif there okay I agree. cool 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 um
1: so yeah um yeah like i said this is gonna be a fun podcast um so let's start things off by talking about the games that we've been playing this week um i i guess i'll go first because it really hasn't been much on my part um Still, just kind of like, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to say like chipping away at Dragon Age: Inquisition. It's just like, it's purely just like when I'm bored, I just like turn it on and just like run around for a bit. Like, man, this game is like, I, I don't know. It's just like the complete opposite of, of Mass Effect for me, where. I find myself in in Mass Effect every time when characters are like just having a conversation between each other, like I stop to listen. Like almost the same thing with Guardians. I I do the exact same thing. But with like Dragon Age, I am so like checked out and like I do not care at all about like the banter between characters when we're like walking to places or whatever. It's just like I don't care about any of these people, man. It's so weird.
2: (laughs) It's so weird. It's kind um, of the opposite how I would feel for something like The Witcher with the Kemp's of Dragon Age. Oh, like, man. It's, it's, like, less interesting, like, uh, Western fantasy. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, that's that's totally how I feel. And, like, another thing is just, like, man, this game is a fucking grind. Like, it takes so long to level up. Yeah. Like, all the XP that you get in this game is, like, plus 12 XP, plus 20 XP and this is like you need like over like where i'm at right now it's like i need like over 4000 <laughs> to level DSD up leveling. yeah that's how it feels man and yeah it's just like i don't wow. know man it's just it's the complete opposite of how i feel about mass effect it's it's really strange because it's it's made by the same developer man <laughs> like yeah. I, like it's 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 insane like even even with like something similar to like skyrim and, and fallout like i i both you know enjoy both of those relatively the same but like with mass effect and dragon age it's just so lopsided towards one side versus the other it's it's really strange man um yeah i I would wonder if i would feel the same about cyberpunk and the witcher um but Mm -hmm. yeah I, i don't know man but yeah that's pretty much really all i've been playing um just waiting for dying light 2 to come out and and then, you know, I'll be talking about sure. that for forever. But, um, yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it for me. What about you guys? Uh,
0: I'll go in a little bit. Uh, this week, Well, I haven't played many games, uh, same as you, so I'm trying to focus in at the very least. But not playing a lot, but playing only one a week or two and chip in, you know, chip away at my backlog. <laughs> uh, I finally wrote credits on Kana and I was <laughs> telling Macho before the broadcast <laughs>
2: that He got some smoke for you, Jay. Oh, you,
0: man. Listen, J, you talk about how you had a lot of trouble with that last boss. Now- <laughs> Oh, come on, it's,
2: man. It, come it, on. Say your exact words. Say your exact words, Wall. don't be- <laughs> Here funny. we go, here <laughs> we
1: go. Fucking gamer TM of uh,
0: Wall over here, man. <laughs> Ultimate <laughs> gamer. <laughs> It, Fucking it's MLG wall over here, I, bro. I got that boss in like, like my second try. Like it, the 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 fight itself. I don't know what was so bad. I had a a rougher time with with Toshi, but like,
1: wait, the, the, transition- the guy, the guy with the bell on his neck or whatever
0: yeah yeah with with oh uh, come the, on man no and that's the thing see see that's what i mean you have a harder time with bosses that i just eat for breakfast while i have a hard time with you know
1: you, you know you know who cool else up. had a, you know who else had a hard time with that boss who kid smooth man I don't know what that yeah. says I don't, I don't know I don't know what that says about you
0: but uh hey, hey, man. Hey, man.
2: Oh, no if
0: there's something that that I've always noticed about me in bosses in video game I always have a harder time with human sized bosses than I do with like monster bosses yeah. and the rot god that's like I think that was the easiest boss in the whole game to be honest I think I like,
1: think once you like once you actually figure out that like how you can like just jump over his arms and and whatnot, then yeah, that boss becomes infinitely more
0: easy. Right. But and, um, yeah. You learn. Yeah. You, you know, it's about power. It's about drive. You know, you gotta learn. Yeah. Uh, the, the
1: only problem is, is that it took me eight tries to learn that. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing. Well, it, in Kana, I had a easier time than you, but then in Returnal, you had an easier time than me. So it's like. You know, it, it's interesting how playstyles influence how hard of a time we have. I don't
2: know. Maybe it was I was just, just to, I was telling you, man, because Soul had the fear of God of him when he was playing <laughs> the <Eternal>, man. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, mean, I could have I I <laughs> shut that thing off, man. So. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Bro, but yeah, man, I wrote I credits on Kane. A beautiful game. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I told Macho that he should really. Uh, uh, he has a good game there to end up his bag luck to Chibet uh, eventually. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I was like, you know what? I think it's time to go back to it. And I put on Demon Souls, and I continue from where I left off. I don't regret it. I love I love the Souls titles. You know, Bluepoint did a great job and and it's a gorgeous game, but golly, I'm I remember I'm remembering just the two feelings that these games make me feel. If both incredibly rewarding sensations and and you know, it, Persevere. If you persevere, you get incredibly rewarded. But then you also have those moments where I question, why am I playing this video game? I'm hating myself <laughs> right now. I hate everything. I hate this boss. I hate this level. I hate every. And you know why that was the case? This. Apparently, there's an order. I recommended for you to beat each section yeah, because each section. checked
1: out my article, man. Uh,
0: no, here's the thing. I I had Lognet on on my phone at all times because I was about to look up, you know, depending on the level I was and the guys that I needed uh, to look up your article. But in my mind, I was like, man, this the, the last level I left at was at Upper Latria. And I'm like, oh, man, I bet this is like one of the easier sections because it's like right after the, the idol. But, <laughs> yeah, psych. I'm a clown. I went against the man eater like mm-hmm. five bosses too early. Mm-hmm yeah bro oh my god <laughs> when i when I fought this thing, I was like, Okay, he's a bit beefy I, I, but i'm good I, I i fought worse, I've chipped away at other <laughs> bosses before a second one jumps in. I love, I love in. how his bro, voice
1: sounds scared, man.
0: <laughs> bro, there's two man-eaters. A second one jumps in. I was like, what the hell is going on? And I get, boom, bopped off. Okay, no, maybe I just need to, to look where the second one's coming from. Nah, they both keep charging at me. Because they're like, oh, there's a noob. Let's just charge at him. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. F- screw that. I said, give me that article. And then, oh, okay, I'm a dumbass. That's like in 5 5 bosses too early. So I went through... And I beat the Rotten Thing, I beat the, the the Adjudicator, I am on my way to the Storm King, I beat the Flame Lurker, Flame Lurker I got in one try, but that was one of the most intense fights I ever had in that game, and I loved it, I loved everything about it. Uh, I beat the Dragon God. Uh, all of this in two days, which I was just like, not speedrunning, but I was like, oh, okay, I'm in, I'm in a zone, I'm in the zone. Once I'm in the Dark Souls, Demon Souls, you know, that Bloodborne zone, it's if I go out, I'ma start sucking, <laughs> and I'm gonna not work as a video gamer with those games. So I kept going, because <laughs> my goal right now is to try and beat Demon Souls, and continue my walkthrough of Dark Souls 2, which I never beat. But I want to get through at least another Souls game that I haven't done or Platinum Sekiro. So do one or the other. Beat another Souls game or Platinum Sekiro as like a way to prepare myself for Elden Ring. So I'm on that. Um, And aside from that, I'm I'm just on my Switch. I've been playing some Pokemon Was it brilliant? No, Shining Pearl, because nostalgia and I love uh, I love thinking I'm fifteen and that life has no responsibilities. So That's fair.
2: <laughs> that's, fair. <laughs> that's a that's a fair getaway.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, uh g- great <laughs> great mixture. Demon Souls and Pokemon. <laughs> Very different
2: game. It's basically the same game.
0: Basically um... the same game. Both <laughs> the same as hard just as hard. <laughs> How about you, Macho?
2: Uh, yeah, so I actually, well, I delved into the Dark Souls of platformers the past yeah. week, uh, that being Crash 4, it's about time. Yeah. I actually played and beat it, like, in the maybe two or three days, and I was, for the most part, I was enjoying my time with the game, and I, I was loving it. I was like, this is a great sequel to a, a long-standing series, right, that had a, that had a pretty great trilogy. Pretty great renowned Trilogy um, and had to have like a sequel is kind of like a blessing because uh, they actually, Toys R Rob actually did this game just like, it's really good. Like the variety of characters you play as when it comes to Crash, Coco, uh, Dingle Dial is really cool. Cortex, I never want to touch, I don't really want to touch any levels with him <laughs> because the gameplay just, it's not fun. But man, once you get to like the last three levels, which are in like the last like dimension, it's it, it shows it shows uh that you know you actually have to be good this, at these games and i i really doubt that I and mean, there were people that reviewed it um really finished the game because <laughs> they're actually Damn. really hard man they're actually really tough because the thing about crash 4 is that uh the gimmick of it is that you have these tiki masks that bend different realities so one slow down time the other shifts gravity um the other lets you spin indefinitely, so you could get like longer and farther jumps.
0: Oh wow, so, the infinity masks. Yeah, battle yeah,
2: battle, pretty much yeah, the infinity tiki masks <laughs> of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so the entire time, like you're going through these levels in, in the game, they pepper these like uh, abilities throughout the levels, and the levels of themselves are pretty long and actually really creative, so they're fun to play. But sometime I was wondering, like, when are they actually going to blend some of these like reality-bending powers, and they decided to do that in the last, like, two to three levels of the game. And, of course, in, like, the most intricate, and you have to do this perfectly kind of way, to the point where I was just like, this is insane, dude. Like, I died, no kidding, there's, like, an actual death timer in the game, if you don't go, like, the regular, like, you know, lives per, per, per crash or whatever. I died 120 times in that one level. Jesus. Yeah. Dude, like, no joke. It was... Legitimately hard, and I was even like, to, I I don't give myself credit for these platforming. I, I always say that I suck at them, and I'm always gonna have a hard time. But this is the one where I was like, man, this is the reason why. <laughs> this, this game's like Crash is the reason why I don't have no self-esteem when it comes to uh these platforming games. um But I did beat it, and uh, I closed credits, and then that was that. So probably won't be going back to it because I'm not really like a completionist kind of person when it comes to these platformer games, but. Great game overall, but yeah, those last few levels, man, were those were nightmare <laughs> inducing. For sure. Oh man. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Damn, and am um, looking
0: forward to it. Because I have it on my backlog. I I have Crash 4.
2: But yeah, I... it's worth playing. It's absolutely worth playing. And uh mm. but yeah, it's overall it was it was pretty good. And then the other game I just started like peppering my uh, into the week, played a little more this morning was thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim. Yes sir only got maybe two to three hours into it not much really to say other than that it's like a graphic novel but a little bit more than a graphic novel like you do a lot more movement you you actually interact with your environment a little bit more and it's a mix of that top-down uh strategy involving yeah. like um what are they call kaijus right
0: mm-hmm, Di- mm-hmm. busy giant
2: monsters it's and like a
0: battleship-esque and... grid
2: yeah uh-huh and, perfect yeah. yeah it's a perfect comparison actually
0: Mechas, mechas versus kaiju
2: yeah, so uh, it's it's a mix of that and and all that intertwining with like this time travel story involving I'm um, I'm guessing 13 characters. Yeah, <laughs> considering <laughs> considering the stories. title. Yeah, mm-hmm. I only ran to uh, five at the moment, and that we're just doing the prologue. So, but overall, it's uh it's really good. It's it's a game made by VanillaWare, so you know it's gonna look amazing. And um, I'm sure. using Japanese dubs, so no 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 issues on the voice acting there guy but that's about it man
1: nice nice um yeah sorry if i'm quiet i'm I'm hunting some deer right now um (laughs) important important yeah god skin for clothes and meat for food right exactly (laughs) no man this game's aiming is so fucking bad (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> damn it he got away i need some food man come back here um, hey you
2: know what kratos said man don't be sorry be better oh man
1: um yeah uh i guess rim is the game that i oh fuck man what the hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh yeah oh man uh i guess rim is, is yeah that's a that's a game I'm i'm really uh really like want to get to eventually at some point um
2: I think you like this one more than Doki Doki Literature Club.
1: Yeah. Considering good. the
2: kind of game it is. Good cuz I haven't gone back to it since um, <laughs> but I
1: uh, okay. yeah man. Uh, so let's move into our uh, our game of the years, our personal picks for game of the year. Um hell yeah. So yeah, so I have I have a list of 10. I don't know about you guys. Um I do. Yeah. Well okay cool um so yeah we can we could go like you know someone lists their number 10 and then walt lists his number 10 and then macho you list your number 10 and then we go on like that kind of like what what we did with our favorite uh playstation exclusives when we did that video
2: okay Yep. cool are we are we numbering our anticipated games too or is it more just kind of like free for all uh, I didn't. I just put
1: together like a small list and called it. Okay, call I did it the, the same. Day. Okay, cool. Um,
0: all right. So who wants to go first? So I want to start because I want to, you know, preamble this by saying that from six to ten, those are pretty much just scattered. Those don't, are not in any particular order. My top five, while not in the order of of relevancy there are my top five of the year so but i'm gonna start with number 10 and i think it i think it counts because of the year it had and because of the expansion they released although i didn't play that expansion i got into the game and i think it's a relevant game you can catalog it as a 2021 game and i put a number 10 not because it's the least one no particular order final fantasy 14 and Mm -hmm. reason why i put this game here This game actually changed my mind in terms of what an MMO can be and what a community can be. And I think that no matter how you look at it, whether it came out this year or not, with the expansion and with the relevancy that it obtained last year, this is a game for the ages and it truly became just one of my favorite games of all time. And even in the Final Fantasy franchise. Uh, So that's why in my top 10 on the 6 to 10, Final Fantasy 14 is one of them.
2: This is Macho, the king of Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy Vatic, and I endorse this message.
0: Oh, <laughs> there you go, guy. He approved. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's friends. He's friends with them.
1: <laughs> I'm not <awesome> yeah. surprise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, Final Fantasy 14. I, I got I really, really. I. I mean, I don't know what y'all think of you know, cataloging it there as a 2021 game, but if, if the <laughs> King of Kingdom Hearts, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy fanatic, endorse this message. Then I think enough said. I don't think even Jay has the power to override such a no, decree. No. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that's super cool, man. That's, I, that's honestly surprising to me. I would honestly didn't expect you to even choose 14 because I don't know how often you do play since we don't play with each other that much mm. yet. But um, but it, it is surprising cause I. But the thing is, like your reaction to it is honestly what mine was. When I first really got hardcore into it in 2019, where like this is like breaking barriers for for me when it comes to like the the MMO genre and what it can be and and what standards it does set for future games, at least what you hope it does. So, but yeah, that's that's cool to hear. Good pick. Yeah, thank
1: good you, pick. Thank you. <laughs> um. All right, yeah, I'll <clears throat> I'll go next. Um. So my number ten is um, a game that I wish. I was more into, but what I played of it, I I still enjoyed, um, and that is Persona Five Strikers. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, man. Uh, I don't know about really. I don't know what what is really left to say about this game. Um, you know, I I adore these characters. Um, I really like the addition of uh, I think her name was like Sophia. Um, yeah The yeah, the like AI girl. Um, she was really cool. Mm-hmm um the combat uh i don't know i kind of go back and forth on but i i think what my biggest realization is like obviously like the style of, of p5 is still there which is which is awesome the music is still great um mm-hmm. the the story that is really intriguing is still there um i love that it's a sequel it's basically a sequel to to persona 5 um, getting yeah, to Robert. catch up, yeah, getting to to catch up with these characters, you know, like a, a couple months later, um, you know, after the ending of the original P five is is really really cool to me, um, you know, kind of kind of sort of like what uh, I think Persona Four Dancing did to uh, Golden, I want to say, um,
2: yeah, I think so. In in Ultimax, I I think right, yeah,
1: right. Um, see, so yeah, I, I really love that, but I think the biggest thing that preventing me from finishing is it's just the gameplay like i really i really it, it's just weird playing a persona game and not having you know the you know sort of like staple persona gameplay in there like i <laughs> i know bg disagrees but I, like i want to go to school man i want to hang out with people you know i i want to do all these things and and you know bond with confidants et cetera, et cetera. and not being able to do that was i don't know it really dampened the experience for me But, um, other than that, it was still, what I played was still a a pretty fun time. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my number 10, Persona 5 Strikers. Good
2: stuff. Cool, cool. Well, I'll kick it off by doing a little cheat code here. Um, number 11 is... here (laughs) we go, here we go. (laughs) It's Final Fantasy VII Remake Mm Integrate, um... I just want to give this a quick shout out just because it was a very good PS5 ports. Uh, it made a beautiful game look even better. And on top of that, the intermission DLC was uh straight up banger. So we already talked about you last week, so I won't get too much into it, but yeah, that was just like a quick number 11, but my true number, number 10 here is Metroid dread. My boy. Uh, Metroid Dread is my first Metroid game that I played completely. I played a little bit of Super Metroid uh, through some backwards compatibility on the Switch, um, but never really dived too much into it. But, man, Dread is like a whole like level up for <laughs> the entire series, it feels like, uh, when it comes to the gameplay and how swift and fast you're going through these environments, how badass Samus is whenever you're defeating bosses and the cinematic shots that you get when uh whenever you get like when you beat the boss and stuff like that man it's it's a whole nother level that i wasn't expecting it was definitely an impulse buy and one of those things where i was like yeah i'm definitely keeping this game for a long term um i haven't replayed it since but it's one of those things where i want to go back to it and just know more about the map uh and really just get involved and really like basically expert these bosses that were pretty tough the first time and uh, especially the last boss was like, oh, my God. Kind of a pain in the ass, but still a lot of fun. So Metroid Dread gets number 10 for me.
0: Nice. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, my, as I mentioned, no particular no, number nine. Uh Abukena. I expressed my love for this game at the beginning of this podcast. Uh, beautiful game. Very much a, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say sleeper hit. It's more so of a, I call it the underdog whenever when it first came titles, because not a lot of people talked about it as much as I thought they would. Maybe that was just my Twitter circle or slash social media circle. Uh, but it's a beautiful game, gets the acknowledgement it, it deserves, and I think that match you're really gonna enjoy it. And Jay very much agrees that it's a very good game. But not as hard as he, as he mentions, but, you know, it's oh, really good. Man. It's, re- it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> but, Hell yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> you tell him. <'em>. You tell <laughs> him. I'm my number, I'm my number <laughs> nine. We got Cana Bridge of Spirits, Ember Labs, Fish Labs. <laughs> so many labs, man. Why so many companies have labs on the end? Uh, It's funny. It's like a little experiment, man. Where are the little guinea pigs that they test on? But, yeah, man. Fantastic <laughs> game. Uh, Who's next? Much. Yeah, much. Nah, no, no. Well, what? What's next? Not what. What's next? You just nice. me again? <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs>
1: um. Okay. Uh. Yeah. So my number nine is uh, Chivalry Two. Um. This is a game I really wish I uh, didn't stop playing because when I was playing it, I was so into it and I loved every second of it. I'm usually not a multiplayer guy. Um. You know, I think. This year, in terms of multiplayer games, I played Destruction All-Stars and Chivalry 2, and that, and that's pretty much it. Um, but this game absolutely hooked me. Um, I love just, like, being... That feeling of just, like, being, like, a, a... Just, like, a little, small component of, like, a giant army, and, like, even though that, that is true, you're, like, one in, like, 20 people, you still have, like... You you can still have like a lasting impact on the battlefield. Um, I really enjoyed the maps. Um, I really enjoyed the classes as well, and just like the game modes that you would do um, were really really cool. Um, and just how visceral the combat was and, and also like how surprisingly deep the combat was as well. Like, it's not like you're just like, you know, just, I don't know, like pressing the triggers to, to slash or whatever. Like you have specific directions that you slash, you have blocks, you have parries, counters, um, kind of like, uh, bashing attacks. Like it's surprisingly deep, uh, kicks as well. Um, and it's almost like. Like one-on-one battles are really just like like you're sizing up your opponent, seeing exactly how they're gonna move. Like, are they gonna thrust? Are gonna are they gonna do like an overhead slash? Um, you really have to kind of like watch your opponent as you're you're fighting them because you can't you can't just like simply just like you know just slam the trigger and hope for the best. Like, you actually have to study your opponents and and watch how they move and you have to react accordingly. Um and yeah, it's it's just a really combat-wise, it's just a really really smart and and fun game, and um, I want to get back to it eventually. I don't know when that'll happen, but um, yeah, I really really enjoyed my time with with Chivalry too, and yeah, it gets it gets my number nine. That sounds like a fighting game. Yeah, pretty pretty much, man. Um, yeah, it, it that's a really good analogy. It, it basically is. Uh, just like a uh, first-person medieval fighting game almost super cool yeah Very
2: nice. uh, all right cool let me just uh, bring up my list here it just disappeared on me for some reason uh number nine for me is uh scarlet nexus um <sighs> I talked about this game pretty much in length a couple months ago, uh, just like how much it surprised me, really. Bandai um, Namco has been having like a pretty stellar year when it comes to their games. Uh, I, I think we all kind of looked at Scarlet Nexus with kind of just weird eyes when we saw the enemy designs of the flowers and the, with legs and mm-hmm. stuff like that at the beginning of the year. But surprisingly, the gameplay is so sound and the, the character interactions are very persona-like where you have... You go out and do your missions and you go engage in the combat. It's it's super fun once you actually build out your team and the powers. But when you, once you go back to the base, it's like a whole like chapter within itself where you get to hang out with the with your uh, the, your squad basically, and it's different interactions for both Kasane and Yuito, the main characters of the game. Uh, this one again su- really surprised me of like how well like executed all the the combat was and. The level design was pretty good, and um, just the interaction of the characters, which is a ton of fun too. The only gripe I'll say that I've had for the game was the story gets really, really messy, in, like the later half, like to the point where they're blending in like four or five different themes, and it's not very done well, <laughs> and it's really confusing. Um, I played Kasane first, and then Yuito, which is kind of like the backwards recommendation for, for what I'm seeing for people, but. I feel like for a game like of this flexibility with its systems, it should allowed for better storytelling in each one, while having little nuggets to go to that want to make you want to go to the next one, which it did. But a lot of that was kind of overcrowded by a lot of like the really big themes that were they were pushing that the later half of that game story. But regardless, it's still a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait to actually get into the second DLC they have, which is, like, you get more bonding, what's what they call it, more bonding episodes with the characters, um, and I think more missions you can do, so. It even had, like, uh, post-launch support, which is good for people that are just getting into it now and catching it on sale, now you have, like, a whole bunch of content for you that not only makes the game a little easier to play and gives you more rewards, but you also just get a really good 30 to 40 hour, uh, action RPG.
1: Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hearing hearing you talk about that game throughout the year, yeah, I definitely knew that that was definitely gonna be on your on your list for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so happy that that game is on Game Pass. Truly, gives a lot of people a chance to try out on the greatness because it sounds fantastic. Can't wait to delve into it and like, because I know it's one of those games that where I see myself starting and not letting go until I finish, because I see myself just losing myself in it. Uh, which goes to my number 8, uh, Chorus, which is interesting because this game I I played until recently. I didn't play until recently, and, and I got to say, this is one of the most uh, very unexpectedly great video games that I've played in a while. I've never played a space combat video game like this one, and it seems like I chose the perfect one. Uh, it has a solid narrative... It has solid voice acting and characters. A uh, uh, intricate, a uh, rather intricate uh, world building. Uh, it's a sci-fi. Usually, sci-fi when when there's world building and whatnot, you just hear a lot of nonsense and just hope for the best. Just hear a lot of jargon, a lot of technological, just nanotechnology, aliens. This, uh, but it's a very. It reminds me a little bit of of how Dead Space had this idea of fanatics and how they mixed science. And religion, and I really I like the approach that the narrative is taking in terms of that, and how the you actually your character comes from being affiliated to this organization, religious, you know, zealots and whatnot, and you're actually trying to rectify a mistake that you were a part of. So it's a nice redemption story where, in and of itself, is it's very interestingly put because. You have these moments of inner dialogue, of inner mo- monologue rather, where let's say you're talking with an NPC and you're telling this person, um, oh, you shouldn't go in there. You're going to get hurt. And then you hear her whisper to herself, because, because I've been there and they betrayed me. And you, you'll have this back and forth with the character where she'll have her dialogue, she'll have her story moment and whatnot, but then she'll in her mind start talking, wait, like like doubting herself. And you'll hear her in a monologue, which is fantastic. Um, Visually outstanding and very tight and and responsive controls, I think. I haven't played, like I said, my first space combat. I don't know how it holds up to other ones. Um, But nonetheless, I totally recommend it uh, if you all are interested in a more condensed uh, space combat game that I'd say is more of a, you can put in 30 minutes and you're good for the day. Uh, It's not a super long game. definitely worth it and that would be my number eight and again no particular order because i have i have two two games on six and seven which i wouldn't put on top of it but i just have all these all these spread around some but yeah chorus man Uh, very surprising i'm surprised that it's in my list because i did not until i (laughs) played it i was like whoa wait a minute this 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 goes up there this is gonna go up there Yeah, sweet.
1: I was I was watching some gameplay of it the other day, and yeah, it looks it looks really really cool. Um, it, it is,
0: man. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, um, isn't that the game that uh, like Austin Wintory and Troy Baker and like, I think like a few other people were doing. I, I might be wrong on that, but I feel like they had a game called uh, called Chorus that they were working on together, but.
0: Mm, I don't... I'm not too sure. Uh, all I know, this is a Fishlabs game, and uh, actually published by Deep Silver, which usually I don't... When I see Deep Silver affiliated with any game, I'm just like, oh, it was whatever. But this one was surprising. Uh, I don't know if Austin and, and Troy had worked on this one specifically. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that the the, <laughs> the game has quality to it in, in all aspects in terms of, of voice acting and... and direction and and also in music uh composition so i wouldn't be surprised
1: yeah um all right so uh my number eight is um ratchet and clank rift apart um Mm -hmm. Mine, mine is in order. I don't know about you, Macho. If you if you said yours are in order or not, it is. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So my my number is Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. Uh. Just like, if you want to talk about like, I don't know, like the most fun that you've had in the game this year. This one is probably up there. Um, yeah. It's it's a it's a fantastic Ratchet and Clank game, and like even because I've heard a lot of people, like, levy that as like a negative uh for Rift Apart that oh it's just it's just another Ratchet and Clank game but like I feel like a good Ratchet and Clank game is still like better than like most games out there if if that makes sense um so yeah like yeah, yeah uh it, it was still a ton of fun uh the arsenal even though even though a lot of the weapons were sort of like re re sort of like uh things that we've seen before in the franchise. Um, you know they, they were still fun to use um I think rivet and and Kit really saved this game for me because story wise it's i don 't know it wasn 't like the most exciting thing to me but uh rivet and and Kit definitely add um, i don 't know just just a new sort of like breath of fresh air for a franchise that like this is probably like <laughs> i don 't know like maybe the tenth ratchet game that we've that we've had with these characters so like i don't know it it was it was good to have like a a fresh pair of legs in there to uh freshen things up um so yeah i really really enjoyed those two um but yeah other than that i i think i've I've talked about this before but i really missed the old ratchet like humor some of the stuff that that uh, was being done in this game really felt like disney-esque so i wasn't really feeling it too much um but hmm. I, I think i've just accepted that yeah that's the direction that this franchise is going with, going in which which is fine um but yeah I'm, I'm excited for the future of ratchet and clank if which <laughs> we probably won't get one for like another 10 years or, or whatever but Damn. um i i it's 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 got to a point where like i i enjoyed uh rivet and kit so much where i think i said this last week as well that i wouldn't mind a game completely focused on on those two rather than ratchet and clank right because i i feel like another like ratchet and clank game would kind of be like like okay like here we go again but if the next game is just purely called you know rivet and kit i think that would be really cool and that's kind of what i want over uh another ratchet game um but yeah that is uh my number eight ratchet and clank Rift apart
2: um macho what do you got Funnily enough enough man uh number eight is ration clank rift apart
0: <laughs> oh wow
2: <laughs> yeah we actually we scored it the same on our our list here and really just kind of echo what you're saying um but what what i'll add to that is i think what ratchet and clink rift apart really what really sold me on putting it this high i originally had a number 10 like last night and i was really oh. thinking about my list and when it comes to the fun factor, man, like, yeah, like, absolutely. I can look back on my playthrough of that with super fond memories of just not just only just jumping between like the technical stuff you can do, like going performance mode or performance ray tracing, quality mode, right? Um, it, it's just a matter of like, the, it's promised, or at least it delivered on the promise of what the PS5 can do for next gen experiences. When it comes to the controller when it comes to visual design and just how the game operates and like that's a game made specifically with ps5 architecture in mind and uh, it, i just love the experience with that man it was a ton of fun and again it's a Ratchet and clank game so for me like those games never really grow old they're always going to be fun games because how zany and wild they can be but right. i'll add to it it's saying that the uh, like the I love like the um, the planet design and and kind of like the overall art style of the game. I feel like they put a lot of creativity into that, and it pulled off in spades. And I completely agree with you, Soul. That if even if we don't get a Ratchet and Clank game, I will love a Rivet and Kit game. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I mean, that that's something that I really want. So, but yeah, that's um. If you want to add anything to that, Soul? No, no, you yeah, you said you said everything that um. Yeah, I I agree with everything that you said. Um, right, so that so that was my number eight. Um, but yeah, I I think it's a fantastic game. I, like if even if you haven't played it this year, like it's one of those games like when you get a PS five, like that's one of the games you're going to be recommending, bar none. Yeah, for sure.
1: Um.
0: All right. Well. Whoa. My number number seven. No. I... <laughs> Wait. Oh man. Wait. Uh. The list. Okay. There we go uh number seven man uh macho already touched on it uh and i like what he said metroid dread um man (laughs) this is my first ever metroid game and ironically it's you know it's where we get this the the name you know metroid the the half of the genre metroidvania uh you know type of game and it's ironic that it wasn't my first one it wasn't like I, I didn't get introduced to it way early like a lot of people have but this was my introduction to the franchise and let me tell you now I'm, I understand why people like are super anxious to get Metroid Prime 4 just already because if if this level of quality and and world building and I uh, you know that Prime is more so uh, first person and, and more 3d environment. Um, But Samus, dude, I I didn't think that a silent protagonist could be this enticing and this interesting and as badass and as, like, actually, like, cool-headed at the same time as Samus was in this very interesting take of, of metroid because i know the metroid is usually more focused on you know just on the platforming and action and and, and resource gathering or, or rather uh, material gathering or uh, equipments and whatnot but this one had this aspect of of suspense and stealth and you had to really get through these creatures that there was no way that you could defeat absolutely no way you actually needed to like get this special beam to actually defeat them and whatnot which is not very uh it's it's scarce <laughs> to put it mildly you can't find it in everywhere so what were they called the emmys the emmys are very intimidating <laughs> very intimidating and whenever you enter you, you before you enter an area you actually see the door uh it's like a like an ai like it's in a lot like it's alive like a like a very sci-fi-esque looking uh entrance and you know that once you enter through there you're gonna hear the beepings of of this emmy and the whole screen just becomes like film grain like it like you enter like a, a dip, little pocket dimension on the on this level and right now your objective is to get through it and not die because these things once they once they get you the level of mar- uh, the, the margin of error for you to be able to parry them is so small i rarely ever get it but when you do it's so rewarding and you actually get a second chance of escaping this thing um so it really, it, it, it kept me on my toes, surprisingly. I didn't expect the Metroid, <laughs> Metroidvania <laughs> to <laughs> to to keep me on my toes like that. Uh, usually it's more so just, you know, like Hollow Knight type of thing or, or Bloodstain, where I'm just, uh, like, you have to be quick, quick, quick. But on this one, you actually have to take your time. So Metroid Dreadman, uh, fantastic game. Really, really good. I can't wait to keep playing more of it because with Metroidvanias, and, <laughs> uh, I just, I try to play to the fullest. Hollow Knight, I didn't because I I loved myself and I didn't hate myself enough to where I wanted to fight every single boss one after the other because I know there's a I think it's a pantheon of bosses where you you have to fight each boss one after the other in like a harder difficulty. Um, and the yeah, I haven't it. done that. It's it's, no. it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's and. and and the thing is man, there's bosses where I'm like, "Oh bro, give me all of them." But then you get to the Mantis Lords and you get to this the, to the mage. <laughs> and, and these bosses are no joke at all. Let me like but let, let me tell you. Any day to to be there for Christopher Larkin's music and just if I if I'm going to die, I'm going to die listening to one of the most beautiful uh Soundtracks ever, but yeah, man, Metro Dread number seven. Again, we're reaching number six. Once number six, top five, those are in order. But yeah, how about you, Jay?
1: Um, yeah. So my number seven is Solar Ash. Um, probably the most my recent man. game that I beat. Uh, on here. Um, yeah. Just like similarly to to the Pathless, uh, from 2020. Um, I really dig games with like free flowing and and fluid movement um mm. and solar ash had that uh in in spades um and then also just like just environmentally like i really dig the the aesthetic of of the game just how it looked the areas that you're traversing um and just figuring out how to get to like certain places like it wasn't the most like in-depth or like crazy you know to figure out like puzzles or whatever but like still like when you Mm -hmm. figured them out you still felt pretty good um and then of course like we we talked about this a little bit last week walt but just like how this game ends and sort of like the revelations um that you have towards the end of the game uh with echo uh who she is the true purpose of the star seed um the fact that it's kind of like a time loop game at the end mm-hmm. as well, which is pretty crazy. Um yeah, all that stuff like really blew me away. Um and then also uh I really liked a lot of the side characters as well. Um Yeah. They
0: really yeah. stood out.
1: Yeah, they're they're really cool. Um, especially the like the, like uh crab, like captain the of general.
0: Like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he
1: he was yeah he was it was kind of cool uh trying to help yeah. him like accept that like hey like it was it was also kind of sad at the same time right like helping him to accept that like hey like your your team is gone like no one is coming
0: back um god this fucking game man and it was hilarious <laughs> when you found out the reason why his crew perished because there's there it, it's 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 messed up it, it sucks and it's sad and, and it and it is a sad storyline, but there's like because you find different parts of different crews of of the ship and one of them I remember that they were just carrying this very heavy object and they were talking about how oh we're gonna bring this to the ship and and we're gonna be able to build this or we're gonna we're gonna be able to uh, like benefit from this and. And you hear him say, "Steady, steady, steady, wait, wait, wait," and you just hear them just crash. Oh man! And yeah. and it, and it's every single one. It, there's one where they get electrocuted, but it's because they were, they didn't like they were focused on something else and they touched it on accident. So it's it's not like they perish in the most like tragic way. It was just a mistake that was overlooked by their part, and it was it was a bit funny. But when you came to him, it was not funny because he was very hurt and he was denying it he was talking about oh no this is for the good of the cause but you heard him his heard it in his voice just how how broken he was we very, yeah, very cool. he was, was, was still
1: he was still very much like yeah he was very much in in denial of it all and you know mm. still sort of like he, he was still sort of like pretending that he, he was he was he was like the captain but like you know there was like no one to to really captain like everyone was dead so that mm. that angle was actually like really really sad
0: um, and you could choose to like respond as like as like a cadet or something and, yeah, and, like, yeah say, that's like, what I did Like, yeah same because I was like man the world's ending let me just humor this guy and help him in his time of need you know yeah for sure um, but yeah that's my number 7
2: dope yeah I'm a, that, that, sounds, that sounds cool I have it on my wish list I have no idea when I'm actually going to get to play that game but that sounds pretty cool um Sir. my number seven is guardians of the galaxy
1: mm.
2: and we talked about this game pretty much in, in the podcast uh, ever yeah. since it released <laughs> man i think it's it's just one of those games that caught everybody by surprise um where, where we were just completely shitting on it right when it first revealed that first gameplay video was not it was not it and then it came it comes out turns out it's one of the best games of the year and it ends up i have honestly if you guys would have told me guys guys would have been my top 10 list i would laugh at you um did not see this coming with this amazing cast of characters uh characters i already liked from the mcu but now really love from the game that just completely fleshed them out and rightfully so because the game's a different medium but Case in point, this just really did justice to the Guardians of the Galaxy group and really fleshing out these characters' complexities. Not just what makes them strong, what makes them funny, but what makes them weak at the same time. What what their problems are, what they think about, what their hobbies are. It's uh, it really touched on all of the the humor that comes with the the franchise as well as the camaraderie, and then once you get into that, the gameplay is, uh, it surprised me. It's very much Final Fantasy VII Remake-esque, where you have a team that you can call out and do things uh, at any given moment, and you can combine those attacks, and I think for what it was, it was a lot of fun, and definitely kept me interested, and kept me playing, kept me going through levels, and going for collectibles, so... Um, just add that on top of a game that has a really good story and great writing and even better music, I think it's uh yeah, it deserves a spot for sure my top ten. But number seven goes to Guardians of the Galaxy and uh shout out to shout out to Kimura for winning in their top three uh characters of twenty twenty one too. Yes sir. Um, and um one moment and uh in regards to just sticks out like a sore thumb to me. It's not not in a bad way, but more just like it, mm-hmm. it's something I always remember, and that's the moment between Drax and Peter talking on nowhere and about the death of their families. I think that that moment itself just really hit home for me, and something I always remember. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I didn't spoil it. I <laughs> no, 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 no. What the I'm just, fuck? I'm just, I'm
1: just confused, man. This game um (laughs) god damn uh this game man uh but yeah i i I agree um yeah guardians is those those are those are moments that that very much stuck with me as well um but um yeah yeah yeah. i'm i'm actually pretty surprised macho that it was that low for you Um, yeah
2: there's um (laughs) once i go down my list i think you'll you'll kind of understand why
1: (laughs) okay Okay. Yeah. Um alright. So uh my number six is Kana Bridge of Spirits. Um you know, I think Walt pretty much said everything that needs to be said about this game. Um I yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh Kana as a character, really, really enjoyed her. Um also visually it's probably like right up there with Ratchet in terms of just like the most like visually and, like, technically, like, appealing game that I've seen in, in a really long yeah. time. Um, it's just absolutely gorgeous to look at. Um, and then, as well as the story, like, we've, we've talked about this before, but I really like the concept of, you know, being a spirit guide and someone who is tasked with helping, you know, spirits who are still clinging on to something that is is sort of like... Um, keeping them here in in the material world and and trying to help them to move on um is a concept that i've really enjoyed um and seeing how how Kana you know had to like deal with that um i think is really cool um oh man, god damn it this game um but, and then and the combat wasn't anything you know to write home about um you know but at the same time i think it it was it it was serviceable in in what it was trying to do um especially the deeper that you got into the game it it opened up a little bit more um and of course just the boss fights is why i love absolutely love how varied each of them were um honestly some of the most memorable boss fights i had in 2021 have come from kena specifically um you know, I think I think about the the boss who is right before the rock god. I don't remember his name, but he was also like Toshi. Is it Toshi? Okay. Um yeah, so, he yeah. he was also like really, really tough. Um mm-hmm. but was also really fun to like figure out. Um of course the, the lady with the hammer, um yes. the blacksmith, um mm-hmm. she was honestly like i think aside from hyperion and and nemesis from returnal i think she's like probably my third favorite boss of of the entire year like she was awesome um oh cool and then yeah i mean that that game is just laced with with a ton of uh really really good bosses top to bottom especially towards the later half of that game it feels like they just get better and better and better um but, yeah, man, Cana Bridge of Bridges Spirits. For, for a development team's first outing, I can't imagine, like, a better first, you know, first uh, project, honestly. Yeah. Um, Hell of
0: a W. Hell of a W.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, Cana Bridge of Bridges Spirits is my number six. Um, macho.
2: Actually, it's Walt, I think.
0: Me? Oh. Uh, yeah, because you're six, right? Yeah, come on, number Walt. Si- yes, Hurry number up, six. Man. Hurry up, man. Hey, hey, Shit, 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 shit him, him. <laughs> Uh, he he number... skipped over a wall. <laughs> <laughs> this man skipped and then expects me to be fast. Now I'm going to take my damn time. <laughs> <laughs> now, number six is Solar Ash, man. You talked about it in Great Link now. Uh, you sang his praises, and, and we've talked about it in the previous podcast or two podcasts ago. Uh, incredible game. And to your point, to piggyback off the of the pros that you mentioned, I also have to add that the... The boss battles were especially memorable and especially difficult, uh, some of them at the very least, uh, and really, really engaging. It kept you on your toes at all times. It never felt like it became became repetitive, because whenever you died and attempted the boss again, you could very much time your movements a bit differently so it always kept you you like changing your play style a little bit Uh, and and different tactics of different ways of running around the boss and trying to hit the weak points and whatnot so really, I mean, we already talked about it a little bit so that's my number 6, Solar Ash. From here on out boys, now this number 5. Top 5 now these are in order. Now these, these are the big boys. All those (laughs) at the bottom nah, those were, that's weak sauce now we're in the real game (laughs) we're in the end games now boy
2: in the end game now uh, okay, so my number six happens to be one of my favorite surprises of 2021, and that's Hitman
0: 3. That's the Last of Us? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> last of Us? Yeah. Did <laughs> you like that SpongeBob meme? <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: uh, 100% it's Hitman 3. Uh, Very nice. Man, so. You weren't lying about this game. <laughs> I'll just say right now, you was not messing around when you're talking about when you're praising it and talking about the just the overall intricacies of the levels and how much fun they are to explore. And Walt, you said the same thing, man. You're the one that ultimately convinced me to pick up the game when it was on sale and to actually dive into it when I had no intention to. Um, I was thinking about it here and there, but like overall, like I really wasn't sure this was a game that was going to be for me because I'm not really into stealth games. Uh, and this, honestly, from like a, just looking at gameplay, you know, online didn't really look appealing, kind of looked boring. But mm. it's a whole different feel when you're actually jumping into levels, you have no idea what to do other than like the story missions you can set yourself to. And even then, I was still having fun, just kind of being guided. And then I'm looking forward to it so much, just actually jumping into a level and just figuring out what I want to do, and placing traps and all that kind of stuff. Um, I loved it so much that I actually went into Hitman 2 right afterwards, and beat that within like a day or two. And uh, actually, so I forgot to mention to you too, man, because Hitman Game of the Year Expansion Pass was on sale, and the Expansion Pass for Hitman 2, I actually ended up buying both of them so mm. now i have the complete uh, package in hitman 3 and that's another thing to look forward to once i get back to the once we get back to the game and you know they're actually going to do more updates this year for 2022 so that's something i'm looking great forward updates. to keeping up with Some yeah i like oh yeah the trailer for the freelancer mode and stuff Ooh. like that and the whole update they're doing with the new map ah oh man i'm you so excited targets for
0: that. or you get yeah. one chance for these targets man
2: yeah, yeah. And they're actually, you know, correcting, course correcting a little bit where, like, instead of just completely locking it out, right, they're just going to um, basically say you have to come back the next day if you missed a target, but it's always there. It was going to be there for you whenever you want.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Which is cool, man. So, yeah, Hitman 3 was one of the best surprises. And, uh, man, I, I can't talk more than enough of how much fun I had in a game that I didn't expect to really enjoy that much. So, Hitman 3 is number six. Great pick, Very
1: nice. Great pick, um, yeah. I, that, oh my god, oh my god, um, <laughs> yeah. That that game, yeah. I, I can't wait to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, man.
2: I'm I'm really glad that you got into it, man. Um, same yeah, here. I'm really glad. If, if, Again, if it wasn't for you guys talking about it the way you guys did, <laughs> I wouldn't have paid it any mind. But. See, man. the the way you guys described it and also seeing honestly what kind of sold me a little bit when i first started thinking about it the most is when soul was streaming it for one of the podcasts and then he stopped us mid-sentence to say watch this kill real quick and it was a guy hitting the golf ball blowing up and then just (laughs) (laughs) drag-dolling up to the the side of the building that's i was like okay i actually might have to play this game now yeah for sure (laughs)
0: Um. Um. I'll, I'll. I'll go to my number five. Uh. Well. Right. Yeah. Number five. Wow. we are right here? My number five, Persona Five Strikers. Mm. Now this game, the, the reason it's my number five, not true number five, it was Persona, of course. <laughs> as as Sol mentioned, hanging out with these characters once more, seeing them again a few months after you just had said goodbye to them. Uh, and seeing how they're doing and, and their plans for the future, and actually seeing how they're going, you know, they're following through with, you know, like Makoto uh, wanting to go to school and become a, uh, a detective or a, or a cop, and seeing Yusuke pursue his dreams in <laughs> in art and still being broke, you know, seeing all these <laughs> all, all these quirky characters with their with their, you know, the same kind of people that that you left, but a bit more mature, and also if there's a game this year that really Provided me a chance to feel at home like you know at, at as if with like another family of, of, of characters and and will synergize crew and Also gave me the opportunity of playing a video game that while it can serve as Background music where I'm you know, watching a podcast and I'm just mindlessly playing and and you know chopping down huge groups of enemies uh it's Persona 5, and, and it allowed me to have that mindless game that also I just so happen to love to death, you know, uh, and have this cast that I really, really enjoyed being around with. The music, as always, Meguro doesn't miss. He does not miss. Like, Sanjay <laughs> is always impeccable, amazing. The the, the bosses are, are different enough from each other where you you actually can tell them apart, you know, like Persona 5 proper. Each boss has had their own motivations and have their own palaces. In this case, they're they're jails, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. um, And, you know, it's not the most intricate and most, you know, plot twist heavy story. But it's enough to get you, you know, from point A to point B and and have a good time. So, number five, but what I arguably call the, the most fun I had, the most safe and jovial fun i had this year with a video game because as much as demon souls i'm enjoying uh, (laughs) it's pain pain
2: (laughs) it's
1: pain what you told um so my number five is guardians of the galaxy um yeah i mean we've talked about this extensively before but um yeah uh I think my, really my only ding about this game is is just like the combat was just kind of like whatever. But um, aside from that, man, just the characters were an absolute joy to to uh, be around. Even though I was annoyed with Rocket multiple times throughout the game, um, <laughs> I do remember you saying that.
0: Yeah, yeah. Poor Rocket.
1: Um, but yeah, it it was you know I I go back I go back again to like when I was first playing this game and you know I was talking about it on the podcast that. Um, that I enjoyed these characters so much that I would, and it's rare for me to do this in games that I would actually just like stop to, to listen to everyone, uh, you know, talk to each other when we're walking to like the next mission objective or whatever, um, and hey, macho you know this as well as i do that there's a lot there's a lot of conversations so i would just be standing there for like minutes on 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 end just like listening to people talk to each other uh which is which is crazy um like as the mission is going on you know um so yeah i i adore these characters you know the fact that i wanted to to, to hear everything that these guys had to say no matter how long the conversations might have been um yeah it, it, they they're really really well written um and yeah uh I really don't know what else is there to to say about Guardians man it was it was a fantastic surprise uh that completely blindsided me as as you said Macho I wasn't expecting much from this game um especially the way that square was showing it off um, yeah. I had I had no reason to, to believe it was gonna be it was gonna be as good as it was, but um yeah, it, it took me by surprise and I ended up loving it.
2: Great stuff man. Love to see it. Yeah.
1: Um so yeah, that's my number five.
2: Nice, nice. Alright, cool. Um my five breaks down uh, into Resident Evil Village. Um oh. The first Resident Evil game I actually got a Platinum Trophy in that I went for, Mercenaries was, was brutal, man. <laughs> but yes, it was.
0: yes, it was. It,
2: it was brutal, but gotta but get I... got that lightsaber. <laughs> I don't even think I got that, man. Uh, it's because Mercenaries was absolutely brutal, especially in the harder difficulties and the challenges that came with that. But regardless, the um, the actual experience of Resident Evil... It was one of my, it was one of the games I had the most fun actually reviewing this year for lordsgaming.net And I gave it a pretty high score. I think I gave it like a nine or something or a nine and a half. And that was really because it was like a carousel of horrors. And it didn't really, it wasn't mutually exclusive, exclusive a stealth action game. It wasn't just a survival horror game. It was all of this in one package. And somehow it made sense and it actually worked. Uh, I loved going to the different environments, including Dimitrescu Castle, uh, more of like the lake kind of, not swamp, but basically where like the the, the uh, lake monster-esque kind of version, the factory area, like there was so much packed into this game that it felt almost unreal, um, just like a horror experience is. So it was very, very, uh, it, it was beyond my expectations, and I think one of the moments that, I'll remember, that i always remember and actually have recorded and me and my fiance laugh at all the time was my incomplete reaction to House of Beneviento and going through the entire sequence. The anticipation, the dread, I was playing this at like 10 o'clock in the morning, man, cause I wanted to play Resident Evil Village and I was absolutely dreading going through this house because it was so scary. The breadcrumbs of puzzles and the way they lay things out the, the sounds and the environment oh man just that damn baby <laughs> that damn baby and not even that just like the, for me it was like it, it's the epitome of like what's around the corner kind of moment mm-hmm. it's absolutely brilliant dead yeah. silence
0: no music thing. whatsoever <laughs> no you only hear like the rattling of like metal instruments and like your steps and the in the creak of the door opening you don't hear anything
2: just that (laughs) and that's i think that's that's like the the masterpiece of that one section but 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 even like before and after that it's just resident evil fun man you're going into this environment not really knowing much but what you have in your inventory and what you can find and it just unfolds after that and it's very Metroidvania-esque which is why I love the Resident Evil series um, it's specifically 1 through through 3 and this just really has that, that feeling where it has the foundation of 7 but all the fun factor of previous Resident Evil games so nice. number 5, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Village nice, nice yeah, it's Oh, man. it's
1: weird because like i kind of put a rule on myself to not put you know to to this list to be specifically games that came out in 2021 if i if i didn't if i just opened it up to games in general that i played and beat in 2021 then i think re2 would definitely like be high on this list for me um yeah nice but, but yeah man it's it's the way yeah, the way that you guys have talked about uh village uh definitely makes me a little sad that I haven't gotten to it yet.
0: Um, it's remember, never too whenever day, that D L C comes out whenever because they're they got DLC plan, hey man, you can buy that a complete edition.
1: Maybe. We'll see. We'll see. Um <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh Alright, so for me Jesus Christ. Did I just fucking die?
2: Um
0: stop dying, but I th- man. I, th-
2: I think it's I think it's Walt next, isn't it?
0: I mean or... uh, we get we can alternate. Uh I'll go I'll go next then. Uh number 4 uh, <laughs> we got SMT5, man. This game caught me by surprise truly cuz as as much as I was anticipating it and I knew I was going to love it, I didn't think I would love it this much. Uh truly I I was I was I was thirsty and hungry for a for a solid turn-based rpg and smt5 provided me that on the year of 2021 and i mean i've already talked in length in other podcasts of how much i love this game how hard of a time i've had with it because it's it's really hard uh but just revisiting uh uh, the world where you get to have this pokemon-esque system you know of collecting demons and and Essentially, it's a collection game uh, and its core where you have to fuse up all these minor demons to create greater demons and then these greater demons to become, you know, to get your ultimate demons on on a determined uh, category, whether they be a more a beast forward demon where they're essentially based on on beast from mythology. You know, you have Cerberus and you have Chimera and you have all these types of creatures. Uh, Essentially, you know, I, I like how in this case... Contrary to Persona, they're not a manifestation of wills or whatnot. They're actual demons. So when you see Cerberus, that's Cerberus. When you see Thor, that's like, that's Thor. You know, the, these are demons, these are or gods or angels. Um, and I really enjoy the, the, the way they tie that into the lore, and you can actually interact with different types of demons in the world, and, and they have motivations they, uh, and they have.
1: They, they still have hot. that, that uh, dip, dip, uh, demon in that
0: game? I don't know if they have Mara. I haven't encountered him yet. Uh they might. They probably do. He's been in like most SMT and Persona games because why not? Uh which is ironically, I believe in Persona 5 is like one of those strongest demons you can get or, uh, <laughs> like midway in the game. <laughs> and, and it's normal. like a side there's a side quest that I don't know if you remember in Persona 5 where if you go into mementos and you go defeat this person that's been like abusing, like a, a, in a modeling agency, like the recruits and whatnot, when you fight this the the, the metaverse version of this person, it's actually Mara, the Dick Demon. God, so damn. it's like it ties into how this dude is a complete, you know, piece of garbage in the real world and, and, yeah. a, and a harasser. So, uh, but in this game, man, I I, I truly love it and and you have person you know lucifer you have lucifer in persona 5 but in this case it's it's lucifer it's the king you know the king the prince of the underworld and 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 i really love the way that i can see this the familiar faces from persona 5 but in a more an actual real setting and you as the main character you know you're entrusted with with you know finding out what happened and and trying to revert everything back and and try to save the world And you know the classic uh you know, get the power of a demon in your own hands to actually uh use it against themselves. Uh I really enjoy the game. Uh classic SMT five, uh or SMT fashion, uh turn based hardcore. The Dark Souls are turn based. Oh um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. No and it's all sand. It's all dune, so no breath of the wild here, no grass.
2: Oh man. Yeah. Would you look at that?
0: It's a wasteland. It's apocalyptic, man. Yeah, there's no grass. Man, there's little patches here and there where there I'm like, whoa, whoa, take it easy, Nintendo. You know, Breath of the Wild here. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh,
2: hey, copy <laughs> off your own, <laughs> your own hey, thing, man.
0: man. I hate to Stop see copying it. yourself. <laughs> I hate to see it, man. But yeah, man. SMT5 um, number four, bro. Or oh, num- yeah, number four.
1: So my number four is the Forgotten City. Um. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, cool. So I don't really know what else is is there to, to say about this game as well, because I talked about it a lot already, but, um, yeah, just talk about one of the best uses... In a, in a, in a year of time loops, uh, this was definitely, like, one of the best implementations of it. Um, I think one of the best examples that I can give is um, the fact that, like... And I feel like other games would, like, flub this up so badly, where you learn something in one loop and then okay so you, you reset the time loop and you come back with the knowledge that you had from the previous loop but uh what Forgotten City does that is really really cool that I wish other games would do is that like there's this one character that you always meet at the beginning of every loop and um You could basically be like, hey, I need you to go um, give this medicine to this specific character. Or, hey, I need you to go warn this character uh, not to go inside of this building because she will die. Like, you can can talk to this one character to basically do all the things that you did in your previous loop. So you don't have to do them all over again with the next loop. I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, it it basically saves you time so you don't have to do, like, at... at uh, the start of every loop, making sure that you don't have to do everything that you already done before in, in previous loops. Um, he basically takes care of them for you. And um, it's sort of like contextualized within the world of for- of the Forgotten City by this character basically being like the errand boy of the actual city. Like everyone just kind of gives him like, I don't know, like chores. <laughs> so like you kind of do that as well to him. Um, so I really like how that's kind of like contextualized, and just in general, like like I said, I wish other games would would in the time loop genre would do this because, like, for instance, Death Loop would make you um, re- repeat uh, certain things that you've already learned in in previous uh, t- or runs or time loops in general. Um, so I thought that was a really really cool like little wrinkle to the formula um, that I really really appreciated. Um, but yeah, just in general, I. You know the combat was was whatever um but i really liked the sort of emphasis on the uh i think they're called like the ceramites and then the egyptians and the romans and the greeks and how this this idea of civilizations building on top of each other um i thought was really really fascinating um and you know just speaking to all the different characters learning what makes them tick learning how each of them, kind of in their own subtle, twisted way, are, um, like, not necessarily breaking the golden rule of, of the city itself, but just, you know, kind of, like, really stepping on the line itself, like, really playing with the rule in general, and, um, how they're getting away with it right because the the major idea of the game is like no one in the city is allowed to 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 commit a sin or else everyone is going to pay for it or everyone's going to die essentially um so there's people who like full well understand that that rule so well that they are kind of like in their own way um sinning but not to such a degree that you know is breaking the rule for instance um so there's still a ton of like shitty people in this city but they aren't technically breaking the rule and they're getting away with it. Um so yeah, meeting all these people, talking to them, uh it's all really really great stuff. The writing is in, is impeccable. Um there's some really really great characters and um yeah, I I really enjoyed my time with The Forgotten City. It's it's yeah, definitely um one of my favorites from this year.
2: And that was your number 4, right? Yeah, number 4. That's uh, I can't wait to play that game, man. I've been looking I've been at that game the past week. I was like, man, I kind of want to play that right now. Because <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it looks good. And, um, yeah, it, everything that you said about it it's really enticed me to actually give it a go sooner than later. But and it doesn't take that long. <laughs> yeah, how long. Yeah, how long did it actually uh, take you to beat? I want to say less than 10 hours. Oh, okay. That's manageable. Maybe I will be able to beat it before next month. Yeah, for Stop sure. Pick it up. Um, Okay, cool. So my number four is Lost Judgment. Uh, From someone that liked the first Judgment, haven't really delved too much into the Yakuza games, uh, Lost Judgment was just... What a ride that was. The main issue that the game was tackling was uh, Detective Yagami was basically going into this high school that had a bullying epidemic that obviously affected a lot of lives. And not just people that are in the school, but out of the school. And when it came to that, it's just the amount of characters and like how they all influence each other. Um, Basically uh, the tragedies that happened and and who lives, who dies. Like the writing in this game is just bar none one of the best things I experienced in 2021. The pacing was just so good, and the twists and turns that happen every chapter, that happened for each character, uh, the character development for everyone, too, which is one of my favorite experiences this year. Uh, I think Lost Judgment didn't get enough credit in 2021 for having such a sound gameplay system in place when it came to being detective, when it came to just the combos you can do with the different fighting styles you can do for Yagami which were super fun to pull off and um, just overall Vince the actual writing the characters and the character depth it's true and true from what i've seen from game gameplay clips and people praising the RGG games it's full on a like yakuza like game there's nothing really uh, diverting it from that uh, other than the fact that you're you're on the other side of the law you're trying to figure out mis- uh, murder mysteries more than you know solve yakuza drama <laughs> but uh, for Lost Judgment man, it was for me. It was just like one of the best written games of the year in terms of just the story I, th- I think uh, if you're missing on this game you're missing on a re- And you're missing on a game with a really great story and one worth going to and one worth doing the side content for as well um, If you whether you're paying 60 bucks for Lost Judgment or you're paying 40 bucks or 30 bucks You're getting your money's worth hands down. You're getting a good 20 to 25 hour story embedded there you're getting a bunch of site content that includes 10 high school site stories that have different uh, activities. So there's like the skateboard gang, there's there's actually a gamer club, there's a robots club. um, And the one that kind of like pivots you into all these different uh, high school activities is the detective like mystery club, which like this girl I can't blanking on her name right now, but she really like embodied like a younger Yagami in terms of like her her drive and her uh, passion to like figure out mysteries. So she creates this club in the high school and she's like the head of it. She, and she's kind of like the pivot that, that gets Yagami into all these different clubs to really like figure out what's going on with like uh, the mystery of some of these like high school dramas or um, things that could be putting these students in legitimate danger. So, um, yeah, Lost Judgment is it's one of my favorite games of the last year. comes at number four, and I can't wait to go back to it to do more side content throughout the year. It's one of those games I constantly think about doing, going back to, even though I beat it, like, a couple months ago, because that's how much I really liked it. Nice, nice.
0: Solid. Solid. I'm making me want to play it. Yeah, Lee.
2: It's, yeah, it's fantastic, man.
0: I highly recommend it. Sheesh. All, All right. right. What uh, my number... Number three is <laughs> Tales of Arise, my guy. Now, Tales of Arise, god damn, Macho and I, <laughs> Macho, you know, you mm-hmm. know how it is. This mm-hmm. game, it really, in <laughs> a time where I thought Tales games were, you know, they were at lo- the lowest, I was like, you know what, it's been a, Exelia, a- Berseria, you know, it's been a while since I played a good Tales game. Arise came by and said, hey, that ain't even the best yet, baby. Look at me. <laughs> Look at this story, this combat, the visuals, the synergy, the 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 personalities, the bonding, the the absolute just upbringing of these characters, and oh my goodness, one of the best relationships I've seen all year between two characters, Shion and Alvin, and just oh my god, the way that they unravel the the the, the layers of these characters and just how much. It's interesting how, although you know there's more to them at the beginning, you're just like you know you, you are on the same train of not understanding like why are you acting this way like what could have happened you 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 must have it all good because look at how you know the the empire look how they're they're just so full of resources and, and they they have it so great and then you discover more about this you know Shion and what she's been through and her burden and my God and, and alongside the combat which i'd argue i think it's the best combat in a tells game thus far it's it's so fluid so the movement it feels so natural so organic between one uh, each other and the the combos the way that you can tackle each each boss and each enemy encounter you can actually customize the move set to fit your play style whether you're going just Full-on ailments, you know, paralysis, and then beat down the enemy, or you want to just cause burns and just burn everyone to the ground, and synergize with maybe Shion's bullets so that she does the finishing touch at the end with the explosion. And, and there's so much, there's so much you can do with with, and you have not, you don't have just two, you got six of these dudes, you got six of these people, or six or seven, you have a lot of of options here to to play around with. So it it, it really. Oh my God, blew down all, all the water for me. It's an it's an incredible game. Which at the time when I first started, I was like, okay, yeah, like let's see what what's in store for us. You know, Macho and I we were hyping it up and we were super excited. We're there day one, and let me tell you, it did not disappoint. Tales of Arise easily, I'd say, you know, it's 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 one ahead of S&T 5 because as much as I love S&T 5 Tales truly came together with the bonding of the characters. When you're able to bring a cast like similar to Guardians, a cast of very opposite personalities and ways of thinkings and and motivations and goals and how they all align for a common cause and they in the end they come together. I love that kind of story. Oh man, it, it, uh, it's Chevskis. Chefxkis. It's a beautiful beautiful game. Absolutely love that. Hell yeah. What a game, man! This year truly was a JRPG year <laughs> with SMT, Tales, and and Final Fantasy. Oh my God! Truly, what a, what a time to love JRPGs, truly. Yeah, but then JRPGs they don't, are better than westerns.
1: They don't get they don't get no love at the at these game awards, man. I, I, Dice just revealed their uh, nominations too, man. And like, goddamn, like aside from Best RPG, like these games aren't in there, man. Surprising. It's, it's crazy, man. Um, yeah, no, this is our murder love. love. Alright, so my number three is Returnal. Um, oh. oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I... Man, you want, you want to talk about a game, like, the best feeling game, like, strictly to play? I think it's easily... Uh, Returnal. Uh, this game controls like absolutely sublime. It to me, it's it's very similar in Last of Us Part Two, where it just feels good uh, to mm. play this game. Um, the movement as well. Like I love how fast Celine moves around the the map. Um, it's a, it's a very I don't know if it's a subtle thing, but like I feel like this could like make or break the game. The fact that you can like dash through bullets and lasers and just enemy attacks in general, and yeah. it, it gives you that slight little bit of invincibility, um, like right, yeah, you won't, you won't take any, them. yeah, you won't take any damage from it. I think is absolutely a, a fantastic decision that they made. Uh, like I said, I think it could it could have broke the game if you weren't able to do that. Um, so yeah, I just love how this game controls. Uh the bosses um are absolutely insane. Um really, really enjoyed them, especially Nemesis and Hyperion. Um and then again, just just the sort of the, the narrative um or just like how subtle the narrative is in this game. It's not in your face, it's really just a classic one of those things, almost like Dark Souls where you really have to piece things together for yourself, but Dark Souls really has the luxury of, like, item descriptions and, and things like that, whereas Returnal really doesn't. Um, this is one of those rare games where I, like, went up on, on forums and I watched uh, Maximilian Dude stream to hear his theories and stuff like that, right? It's one of those rare things where I'm constantly kind of looking for other people's sort of thoughts and, and opinions and what they garnered from the story. Um and yeah I, I really enjoyed going down the rabbit hole of this game of yeah like learning Celine's relationship to her child, um, whether or not she was a bad parent or not um, you know her her guilt or possibly lack thereof um just how she treated her 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 daughter in general, and um, yeah learning about all that stuff or you know Putting together my own theories as well is just, like, some of the most fun I've had, um, in this year, and, um, yeah, uh, the first person, uh, segments of, uh, like, being in the house, um, were really, really great stuff, um, yeah, just, just being the kid, and just, again, like, I, like, I feel like also like in terms of like mindfuck moments, like this game delivered that like so many times, right? Um, <laughs> so yeah, man, I I I can't I can't talk about this game enough. Like I absolutely adored it. Um, and man, dude, just talking about like uh, House Mark, you know, t- delivering their first quote unquote like triple A experience. I I feel like they absolutely nailed it. Um, and and I'm getting excited. acquired. Yeah, and I'm excited to see uh, you know what they do next for sure. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I'm
2: actually very surprised it's number three. I I thought it would be your game
1: of the year. Oh yeah, I think, <sighs> I, think very th- I think my game of the year is very is, is going to be very obvious.
0: Yeah, it's Destruction All Stars. We know.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. He said that was such a Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but,
1: but yeah, man, that's that's returnal. I don't I don't know what else there is to say. Um, you know, just again the moments that this game delivered. Like we we've talked about, you know the the moment transitioning from biome three to biome four, right? Uh, the climb to to Hyperion. Um, mm-hmm. You know the the ending cutscene or even the moment where uh the kid is is playing you know the, the ps5 and the camera kind of zooms out to reveal that um the astronaut being in the the kitchen table sitting down just like reading a book right like all these moments um are like really really great moments in, in the game and um
2: yeah just haunting I, for sure what was that haunting what's that no like like the like it's haunting like like those scenes themselves were just very like tense oh yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah but a, yeah a, an adjective
1: i i don't know what that is um but yeah <laughs> I, I can't i can't say enough good things about this game um but yeah that's that's my number three returnal
2: nice very nice cool cool uh number three <laughs> for me is it takes two uh, this was the only game that I, well one of the few games I reviewed for Lord's of Gaming.net but one of the only games for the site itself where I actually gave a 10 out of 10 it's perfect but meaning that for me in my eyes it's a masterpiece of uh, of, the, of the medium of video games and uh, I really can't I mean I talked about this on length like I really champion this game for what it is for what it for what it did for the industry, I'm so happy that it actually won Game of the Year for the, the awards because I think that's like a, a really great impact for that a co-op indie game can make the strides and and really prove excellence among you know titans and and, and from their year. Uh, but for this game, man, I, I I really can't talk more talk enough about like the level design, how amazing and creative and. Something there's always something you want to keep doing that like you want to keep actually playing in that game And that's because the level design is just so pitch perfect That you just want to keep seeing what's going what's gonna be the next puzzle and what's how different it's going to be? And what's the next mini game that you can find with your partner and if I doesn't this entire game is Co-op you cannot play this game alone. I think it's something really special too the story itself isn't not really super special or different but what it does and the, the situation that it places you in are stuff you're never gonna forget like there are some legit traumatic moments there is some really hype up moments uh there's a lot of rail grinding in this game but to mm-hmm. its benefit because it's a lot of fun when it does it and when it gets to little points where you're going from point a to b it's just so much fun I think um, what Hazelite Studios did with this game was just incredible. And it's absolutely kind of just their, I think it's going to be their hallmark. It's, it's absolutely their centerpiece of uh, what video games can do and how you can bridge the gap between uh, casual player and expert players while also um, bringing together what Joseph Farah's mission has been, which is telling narratives and video games that matter and, and really can influence. Relationships and influence people um, and how they spend their time. So yeah, it takes two is just a monumental achievement and it's uh, it's one of the best games of the year, absolutely.
0: Well, my number two is Mario Golf. I'm kidding. Mar my number two. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was really struggling between one and two because they're both up here for. Very, very different reasons. Um But and nonetheless they're both fantastic games. On my number two I put Returnal and I'm just echoing absolutely everything that, that Soul said because you, you hit it on the head and just the nail on the head because it's such a it, it keeps you on your toes. It's always jam packed with great set pieces, great action sequences, but it also has these moments of just suspense and and very haunting scenes where Quite frankly, you, I, I didn't know half the time what was going on. You know, I'm like, I mean, you know, you know, 99% of the time I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, in that moment, <laughs> I, I was like, wait, what, I don't know the lore. I didn't know what was going on, but I was it, well, I was tense. It was suspenseful, and it was interesting nonetheless. And it really provided, like, uh, uh, some sneak peeks into Celine's, you know, uh, inner struggles and, and past lives and, and the current predicament she was in. Uh, fantastic game and and it truly encapsulates one of the I'd say well, we had a number one the top one uh, moment video game moment of 2021 which is the Ascension. I'd say at this point from the boss battle that was Nemesis all the way to the defeat of Hyperion, all of that is just one of the best sequences in, in, in 2021 of a video game. Uh, it does, nothing tops it truly, but you know number two for reasons here and there that I'll explain later. But yeah, that will be my number two, Returnal.
1: And like we we didn't even talk about um, the fact of like why the game is so is so hard. Like I love I love the fact that it's really a a, a reflection of Celine's sort of. Um, how will I will explain this of of her not being able to sort of uh, come to terms with and accept what happened to her and her child, um, mm-hmm. and that's the reasoning for the loop itself. Is you know she she can't she can't come to terms with it, and that's why it's it's you know until she comes to terms with it and, and accepts what happens, uh, then she will actually be able to like break out of this loop, but why you know until until she 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 can't or until she does she's going to keep reliving this over and over and over again um and you know the the sort of trauma itself being as you know traumatic as it is is why the game is so hard as well um which you know i i absolutely love um that the game that's that's just like a beautiful mesh that that only games can do it's a beautiful mesh of like both narrative and gameplay like working in harmony together um you know uh almost like the narrative is like directly like feeding into the gameplay and like yeah it like both of those working together and it's, it's it's a really really cool thing that that returnal has that really only games can do right like movies can't do that or books can't do that um so yeah, that's that's another yeah. thing I really appreciate about that game.
0: Great points, yeah. No, wholeheartedly agree.
1: Um, okay, so my number two is uh, Hitman Three. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is this is my first Hitman game, um, and I absolutely like the moment I started playing it. Once I got the grasp of the game, I I couldn't put it down. I think I have like over this game and my number one are both over 200 hours i put into them um they yeah hitman 3 specifically man uh just you want to talk about like a like a pure playground man like this this game is exactly that um i love just like the fact it's it's just really like letting you loose especially like if you turn off like all of the um the mission objectives and stuff like that um if you just kind of go into this uh, blind with no objectives no markers or anything like that and you just kind of explore and look for opportunities. it's just like it's just the most fun discovering different ways to kill your enemy man that's purely what this game is and and getting away with it um, it's just it's just so much fun man um, I love especially Hitman at three the levels in this game are incredible Uh, specifically berlin i love how berlin kind of takes the the hitman formula and flips it on its head where it's essentially like okay you have multiple targets but instead of you hunting them they're hunting you um and it really changed my approach in in you know versus because it feels like once you do dubai and dartmoor you're like okay yeah this is you know, it's it's really good, Hitman. But yeah, this is Hitman. You know, I you you almost feel safe, you almost feel comfortable with those first two levels. You know what you're doing, but then the third level comes around and it completely throws you for a loop. And um, yeah, it, it's it's definitely like one of the most refreshing levels in in the franchise. And um, I really remember that, like when I remember Hitman Three, I remember Berlin specifically because yeah, it was just such a fantastic level. Um. But yeah, man, uh, you know, macho really, you know, said everything that needed to be said about this game. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's what I always wanted Assassin's Creed to be in terms of, um, oh crap, I shouldn't have eaten that. Um, (laughs) in terms of like, (laughs) like I always wanted Assassin's Creed to, to really sort of take advantage of the fact that it's an assassin, like you're an assassin, right? Um, and you see that a little bit of like Unity and Syndicate, the black box missions where they give you like, for instance, I don't know, like a palace and they're like, okay, you have a target inside this palace. You have multiple points of entries, uh, multiple opportunities to, I don't know, like uh, get the disguise to enter or something along those lines. You know, go, go and figure it out for yourself. Like go, like go nuts. Um, but like they didn't do that a lot in the earlier games and Hitman is just that idea turned all the way up to 10 there's way more opportunities than the assassin's creed black box missions ever had um way more ways to dispatch your your enemies right it feels like every time i asked hitman like can i do this the game was like yeah go ahead you know (laughs) um so yeah man i just i absolutely adore hitman 3 and it was definitely like probably the most fun that i had in the game in 2021
2: Amazing pick. Shouts to killing your enemies or knocking your enemies out with a soda can. Or a coconut. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Cool, man. Um, My number two comes down to Tales of Arise. Um, Amen. Walt hit the nail on the head when it comes to just what this game offers and what it delivers. Um, The quality is bar none. It's absolutely a a golden is a golden era for terror, for tales I'll say because of uh berseria really definitely put put itself in a different direction in terms of like the dark storytelling and the combat as well it's, it feels like they they had a blueprint laid out and they didn't really refine it in berseria when it came to arise they decided to go balls to the walls and go all in and it absolutely paid off the combat my God, fellas, the combat is top notch. It's, it's like it's a beautiful symphony of chaos, of what that combat is, in terms of just calling in your teammates, switching on the fly, spells going haywire. The the one thing that still annoys me to this day is them yelling out their anime moves all the time. <laughs> um, but <laughs> there's also like a weird charm to it as well. That's like only with tails right so it's so you either way i embrace it even if i'm like also kind of twitching my eye at the same time every time i hear water slash water slash um (laughs) but still it's just a ton of fun and it absolutely just went leaps and bounds in terms of story and characters in even ways i never expected and i'm i'm a slight fan of tales i'm not like the biggest fan i started with tales of the abyss on 3ds and i really liked it and i played more from here on that but nothing really kind of grabbed me the way like a final fantasy game would grab me or um even like a chrono trigger but this is the one tales of game where it's absolutely just shot to the top of my my favorite games of all time because of the characters and every environment that you went to was just brimming with just life and beautiful art that the game has and something that i always wanted to go to the next level and it did um even the final boss was like super epic as well and kind of what that all led to and i honestly i as much as i want a sequel to tales of Rise, i want more time with these characters i'm so satisfied with the fact that there isn't going to be a sequel and it's a book to these characters lives and where left off because it's just it's beautiful and perfect the way it is um and really there's all oh, i have to say on tales of rise we'll I'll talk more about it on that front but yeah that's number two for me 100 percent
0: and i love that you know even if they are not doing any sequel uh i love that they have the liberty of doing like the the collab event they did with sao where they uh, yeah brought in kirito and asuna and you can actually fight them and acquire them as like leave as like companions or or their power ups rather uh, they can play around with that in future collapse I don't know they have a lot of a lot of room to play around here in Tales of Arise with future like I don't know like extra DLC or or little missions they or bonding sessions you know yeah
2: and I'm all game for that man like again more time to spend with these characters and engage with the combat and get more challenges the better i'm not touching the hard modes though i'm <laughs> not even new game plus <laughs> hard modes and tales of games are absolute bullshit so i'm not even gonna go in that realm <laughs> so
0: it's it, is it is it is it more bs than proud mode on kingdom hearts
2: uh no proud mode and kingdom hearts the proud or critical Mode actually feels like it actually feels good. In Tales of Arise, like, uh, the harder modes don't really mm-hmm. feel challenged as much as, like, it's more of a challenge of your endurance than of skill. Okay. Because the enemy health bars and damage you do, the damage you do is reduced, and enemy health bars are just increase, so you're just basically in there for longer, rather than just them having new moves or anything like that, or, mm. um... Or anything of that nature. It's yeah. It's the hard the, the harder modes are for me not really something I would go into. It's more just like I want to replay this game on PC with 120 120 frames and mods for weapons and all this stuff. That's that that's my incentive. Not really going back to playing a harder difficulty.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. No, I'm interested in hearing first Souls number one. So, so if you want to take it away, yeah, really you're
1: just gonna skip the the lineup like Skip that him. all right all right let's get himself yeah
0: yeah, yeah right. <laughs> gotta gotta put myself in the bag while i write down my notes <laughs> like a, like in school or like hey man you want to do your presentation first you're just finishing up <laughs> just like,
1: oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. um but yeah my my number one is obviously uh mass effect 3 from the mass effect legendary edition um yeah it's um i forgot where i heard this but um Mass Effect 3 is essentially um, not only the culmination of everything, but it's also like, okay, we are, like, the seeds were planted, like, so, like, plenty of seeds were were planted in Mass Effect 1 and 2, and now it's time to harvest those seeds in Mass Effect 3, and they do such a good job at specifically tying up, uh, you know, with, with a ribbon, you know, these these plot points that were really sort of like that that started in the first game and you get their their resolution here in the third game and the way that they are resolved is absolutely like they are the best moments in the entire trilogy um i also really like how they handled um, this, this sort of idea of, like, there is so much on Shepard's shoulders in, in Mass Effect 3. And I love that you, got, you get to see, like, the toil that it has on, you know, Shepard's, you know, like, mentally. Like, what it does to her mentally. There there are plenty of moments where, you know, Liara has, you know, has to come and, and sit down and, and, and talk to her. Because, you know, like, Shepard is, like, struggling, man. Um, there's a moment that I'll never forget with Tali where... After um uh, Thessia, after that mission and Thessia basically which is the uh Asari's homeworld and it gets like absolutely wrecked and devastated by the Reapers and Tali is standing next to the, the wall with like all of the fallen soldiers' names on it and Shepard, like, kind of walks up to her in in a completely optional conversation, and she's just like, I don't know if I can do this, Tali, and she kind of, like, lists off, like, all the planets and the places that have been destroyed since this war has begun, and Tali is like, I forget what she says uh, exactly, but, you know, she's like, you can do this, Shepard um you know kind of like giving her like that extra bump and like there's plenty of moments um like that where you know Shepard is just like clearly struggling and then it's her teammates that are kind of like picking her back up and reminding her that like no like she can absolutely do this um and i just i just love getting because i feel like that's so rare um getting to see you know like essentially the chosen one but like seeing like everyone's is so dependent on on shepherd Lir- literally the entire galaxy is depending on this one person and you know seeing shepherd kind of struggle with that i thought was really really cool um like i absolutely love that and um you know and then also just like in terms of it being a conclusion to the entire trilogy right the actual ending is a, is a, a thing within itself but i love before the actual final battle getting to say goodbye to all of your previous party members is such a powerful moment to me um like going to tolly and and her saying that you know um it's been an honor serving under you joker saying the very same thing in the normandy before you know he drops you off on on earth right knowing that this is probably the last time he is ever going to see you um you know those those moments hit so hard man um and then obviously the moment when you're on earth and you're making the final push to the citadel and um you have like for me in my playthrough was liara and Garrus who i had on earth with me and um liara and Garris both get like really really badly injured and they're uh going on the Normandy to be taken to safety and uh Shepard obviously can't leave because she needs to go to the citadel to the citadel and getting to say goodbye to those two characters as they're being lifted off um you know back onto the Normandy uh is another moment that hit really really hard man um I could talk about this game forever um it's it's just in terms of like it being a conclusion and the culmination of everything that had came before this isn't even getting into the resolution of the geth and the quarians storyline or the krogan's storyline with the genophage and Morden's sacrifice uh thanes death right like god dude like top to bottom like this game just has like the highest highs in the entire series um i still think probably mass effect one has the best overall story but man just in terms of like a collection of moments like mass effect three like i struggle to find a game this year that has moments that hit as hard as as this game did um but yeah man i was i was (laughs) talking about a game that like i was just emotional throughout the entire thing playing it um yeah it was it was it was incredible and um last thing i'll touch on uh i think this game has my favorite iteration of of the citadel because um you know with the entire crux of this game being the war and whatnot i really really love the fact that like okay the citadel once you start at the beginning of the game is different than the citadel at the end of the game in a sense of like there are updates to little conversations that NPCs are having um, as you progress through the game, right? So, like, I remember there's, like, this one girl talking to like i don't know this like receptionist or whatever and it's a kid and obviously her parents have have died in the war and she's asking this receptionist i think she's like a refugee or whatever and she's asking like like uh please like just hold on like my parents will be here like any second or 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 something like that and then like you come back to the citadel periodically throughout the entire game and you get updates on those little npc conferences like most little almost inconsequential little conversations but it makes it feel it makes the citadel feel more alive right that there's actual progressions to these little conversations um it makes the war feel a lot more real as well um so yeah i really really enjoyed that and then the citadel dlc is probably the best dlc i've ever played I, i won't get into that
2: but just i don't know macho if you've ever played it never know that and leviathan are are dlcs i wish i played and haven't yet yeah play you absolutely
1: need to play the citadel dlc it's it's (laughs) in terms of like being a perfect send-off to the mass effect trilogy um yeah it's it's so much fun it's it's yeah it's so much fun
2: um
1: but yeah man. i'm happy
2: to hear that you loved it that much man
1: seriously yeah, yeah it yeah it's honestly like one of my favorite
2: games ever um
1: but yeah that's that's my number one Mass Effect three um, and apps i'm so I'm so grateful that you know I got to play um, that that EA released a, a remaster for all three of those games because yeah it's it's honestly like one of the best um, gaming experiences I've had like playing all three of those games back to back to back is one of the best experiences i've I've ever had in in gaming, honestly
0: and and to top it off. It's it's now you can find that game on the best of gaming and Game Pass.
2: Oh man, <laughs> walking advertising over here. Seriously.
0: <laughs> Which is kind of crazy like when that they add that, you know, such a critical acclaim collection to the Game Pass. Uh
2: when you got money it could happen. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. And and hitman mm-hmm. and everything, yeah man. Uh, my my number one, uh, Macho mentioned it his uh, early on in his list. Reasons my, for my number one—it's—it's uh, it's the culmination of everything that formed it, and it's Resident Evil Village. Now, Resident Evil Village 2021 was the only year I wanted to play certain games, but I just couldn't find myself doing it, and could not bring myself to do it. Uh, it's a—it was a very busy year for me. Uh, there was a lot of things coming along, a lot of things I had to manage outside of gaming. Um, Resident Evil Village was the only game that was able to keep me invested not purely for narrative purposes although I enjoyed the narrative, I enjoyed the characters I enjoyed the environments and everything but it just it felt so good to play once you you started getting the hang of it and you learned every corner, every crevice and and every every single aspect of, of the whether it be the mansion or the boat area or the factory you I think it was mercenaries mode what really cemented to me how much fun that game was as frustrating as it was to get you know high scores or whatever the essence of the arcadey feel of those sections the incentive you have to replay the game over and over to get certain perks certain weapons certain uh, artwork uh, you know whatever the case may be uh, you're able to to see artwork for the scrapped idea for putting ada in the game you're able to see how you know, these 3d models of of uh of these creatures i was very interested in seeing how the the baby looked like in just full lighting to see how how it was developed, and, and it looked just absolutely disgusting and so well put for that section uh and the game did so many things well it it didn't do something particularly remarkable in and of itself where it stood out more than the rest but everything came along together in a way where uh you know instead of having one aspect that was a 10 out of 10 and one that was a 5 out of 10 it had just straight eights or straight nines and and i really really enjoyed my time with it it's <laughs> i never put myself through torture for certain You know, achievements in a video game, unless I'm truly passionate for the game, like I do with Dark Souls games, Sekiro, Bloodborne, and that game, specifically the mercenaries mode, speed run the game, beating the bosses with only melee weapons. or It it made me, it, it encouraged me to do it, and I did it happily, and I enjoyed it. And not many games, I put myself through that. And Resident Evil 7 did the same, back when it came out. It made me do everything in its little checklist, and I did it. I did the mercenaries mode. I got two SS on each level. I did. I killed Demetrius. I killed everyone with just the knife. It, 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 yeah. I did things yeah. that I, I did not see myself. Yeah, I know it, it, it's and it was hard because there are certain bosses where you have to be very precise on where you hit them when you're going to go and attack. Uh, with with a melee weapon so it took a lot of time to like get all those things down but I enjoyed it so much I it was such a gamey game if that makes any sense very arcadey in those moments because once you I went through the first time the first playthrough I was like okay great I like the story I like it's going I'm excited for the future whatever all right let's get into Resident Evil proper let's get into these replays I did with Resident Evil 2 I'm still tempted to do the like take take Less, no more than twelve thousand sp- steps or something on Resident Evil Two. There's an achievement for that. I- I'm, I'm, probably gonna do that in the future. So, these games really succeed in incentivizing replayability, and I truly respect games that do that to me. As much as as you know, <laughs> I enjoy Dark Souls. It's not a game that I'm incentivized to play through. In a, in a normal like I, I, like from scratch, it's more so doing a new game plus, but then you're more powerful, but it gets to the point where it it's not even a challenge. You're just one hitting or two hitting enemies, and at that point you know you lose a little bit of the of the essence of what makes the game so much fun with what's that challenge. Um, and Macho can, can notice that with Dark Souls Three, just how easy it was when it, they had two of us. It was Mm -hmm. we just breezed through the game and i I, although i had a ton of fun because we were you know we're co-oping a lot of fun moments happen i enjoy my games when i have to think about think about what i'm doing and and have an objective that i can strive for and resident evil did that for me in every sense in every playthrough i had an objective whether that be melee only speed run hardcore mode it had that classic Madhouse feel uh, from Resident Evil 7 on one of the modes where it was, uh, I forgot the name of the mode, but essentially it's like the hardest mode in the game and it changes some things of some levels. And I love that. I, I love that. You, you have that ultimate challenge. So truly the, the game that reinvigorated my love for games at a time where I had a lot of blocks, a lot of gaming blocks, Resident Evil Village, my number one game of 2021. If we were going to go with games that did not come out in 2021, but I played in 2021 and it's probably game of the year caliber is Ori and the Blind Forest, because I never had played Ori. But I just want to mention that that's one of the games I played 2021, but did not come out that year. And I had a, it's one of the best Metroidvania slash, you know, narrative experiences I've had. But yeah, number one, Resident Evil Village for 2021. Great
2: pick. Um, Alright, cool. Then I'll, I'll end it off our, our list here. My game of the year for 2021 is probably no surprise to you guys. Uh, Final Fantasy 14 and Walker. Yes, um, the funny thing is too is that I, I, obviously I knew I was going to love the game but I did not really expect to even reach game of the year for me because going into this new expansion I wasn't really hot on the the new villains or not new but like more of the villains set for this expansion in particular um, I found one of them to be very cheesy and kind of uh, by the numbers villain when they were, when he was first introduced and the other kind of just you know a throwaway villain but the way they ta- the way that they, they tackled the how these villains are approached and what they do to their story is beyond what I was expecting and absolutely blew me away um, they added so much depth to these villains that I didn't really expect and even one of them's kind of a throwaway still but like it's more of a fun Kind of banter between your character and this villain. Um, I talked in Lentz about Ann Walker specifically the expansion. I talked in Lentz about the music. The I found the level design, like the quest uh, design, to be very different from previous expansions. Which was a nice change of pace rather than have it be go from point a to point b as it what has been in the previous expansions it's more of go to point a but there's also some little distractions peppered in to give more uh more characterization uh when you're exploring and um on top of exploring the environments are some of my favorite in the entire game um not only because of the music but just because of visually uh, aesthetically how these how these cities and kind of seaport uh, locations look Old Charlands is one of my f- new favorite locations in the entire expansion because it's based off of like a fantasy Greek era so it's white column building, buildings and it's very historical feels very old right and it's by the sea so it has like a fresh kind of sea breeze kind of look to it um, but also very clean look to it but also there's deep secrets hidden within that have such a wealth of knowledge and you feel that just walking through the city and uh, it's phenomenal what they did, and and kind of like the the um, the thought process that I went into actually building these things. Um, Garlemald, I know it's kind of a slight spoiler for you, all, but it's been like in a bunch of press anyway. You visit the the uh, country of Garlemald, <laughs> which is like your opposing city throughout, or your opposing like country throughout the entirety of Famiyis fourteen, and you get a completely new perspective, man. Um, they don't really you're not when you get into Garlemald, you're not the 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 savior, you know, they, they hate you because you're from that continent uh, of Viorzia and, and what you've done and stuff like that. And they don't try to, like, win you over. You know, you're, try- you're not trying to win them over um, in that sense. It's just more of like, we have a problem. We have to fix it. Let's see if we can work together. And the way they go about that storytelling is just so well done. And it's so masterful. Um, my last point, really, to kind of touch on why this is really essentially my game of the year Um, in gaming in general I've always had like wants and favorites that I've always wanted in in video games ever since I was younger I grew up with Disney movies so having Kingdom Hearts where you're literally going on an adventure with Disney characters some of my favorite Disney characters too like Tarzan Hercules, Jack Skellington that was like a a video game dream come true for me that came true after Kingdom Hearts 2, I've always said, well, I started getting more into Final Fantasy, and I said to myself, well, I want a Final Fantasy game that plays like Kingdom Hearts. I was expecting that from Final Fantasy Versus 13 slash 15, didn't really get it, didn't hit the notes for me like that, but I got it with Final Fantasy 7 Remake, which was, it, it is still one of Square Enix's best single-player games ever made um, in the modern era. And then beyond that i've always wanted a final fantasy game with a person of color being character and um i didn't realize that final fantasy 14 would kind of be that avenue for me considering your character is a silent protagonist but the way that they blend your character your warrior of light your main character that you created that's been with you since aroma born and not only made them feel like they're an essential part of the story but essential part of the cast too where your decisions and your dialogue choices, not that they influence the game's dialogue really, but more of just like the, the interaction with the characters is it feels really personal. Um and I didn't really expect Stella, my character, to be like such an influential character in this expansion and to really like like have a say, like whenever like I, I can see my character in the promotional art for the game because that's how much like that character in that storyline, in the entire, exp- in all the expansions. So, I did not expect like I always wanted like a single player Final Fantasy game to have a person of color that I can relate to that feels like an extension of me. But I did not expect it to be a fourteen, and it to have Endwalker the way it ends, and to kind of have your character matter throughout the entirety of it, and uh, the way they leave it off too, where it's not the end. You know, it's it's there's definitely more for for Stella in my future and. and that's that's something that I'm always gonna remember and, and abide by, and I, I think it, Endwalker just did that in Spades. So five these fourteen Endwalkers is my number one.
1: Nice, sure. nice. Wow, well, um, Walt, where, where's the, the the clapping sound, man? We, we need that. <laughs> oh man, yeah. today got <laughs> me no, liking like, he because, he <laughs> because we did it, we Cut. did it, man. That is our it, list clap, for clap, clap. our our game of the year, game of the years for twenty twenty one. Um, so we should, we should probably run through our most anticipated pretty quickly here. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, cause man, I don't know how that took long, almost as much time as, as our last podcast. Um, yep. but yeah, so for, for most anticipated, I don't have, uh, I didn't put 10 together, but, um, I have a, a pretty short list, so I can go through that pretty quickly. Um, yeah. So obviously, you know the the mainstays, the God of War's, the Horizon, and and Elden Ring. You know they're all there, obviously. Um, of course. You know Elden Ring, obviously. Mm-hmm. Always always looking forward to a new FromSoft game. Um, Horizon, you know, because I think Horizon honestly might be my number one, uh, because you know when I look at like PlayStation games in general, like I think. Yeah, like I, I enjoyed Last of Us and like I would I would put Last of Us Part Two and God of War and Bloodborne higher than Horizon, but at the same time I would put Horizon higher than like Ghost of Tsushima and, and Spider Man. Like I I really, really adore Horizon. I think it's really, really special. And um all of the gameplay uh, you know, improvements that they're making versus the first game, I think are it's, like exactly what I wanted. Um you know the way that they're talking about specifically um Aloy is going to be with people a lot more this time around um in terms like companions for instance um NPCs and side quests are getting a little bit more of a focus which was my biggest complaint about the first game was that like aside from Aloy, Sobek and silence I didn't care about anyone else in this game so uh or in that game so if they can definitely you know improve uh you know the side characters i think that will be nothing but a positive for for forbidden west so i'm really excited that they're leaning on that more this time around um obviously the human combat looks absolutely incredible the new machines as well look incredible um but yeah forbidden west is is probably my my number one i'm i'm so stoked for that game and I think, I think it also has to do with the fact that it's right around the corner, so that makes it a lot easier. Um, God of War, I mean, what needs to be said about that? Uh, obviously, that's going to be on my list. Um, but Dying Light 2 as well. Um, Dying Light 2 is like just watching that latest trailer, man. Uh, the improvements that they've made to combat um, and story getting a lot more of a focus this time around because the first game's story was kind of like, eh, so-so. Yes. So. Um, yes. The main character's <laughs> name was Kyle Crane, you know. <laughs> so, is <laughs> a typical, typical, you know, I don't know, white male protagonist name right there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the the fact that you know, specifically choices is, is going to be a big factor in into this game. Um, a lot of choices having sort of ripple effect in terms of like the game world. I think is really really interesting. Um, the enemy variety in in Dying Light 2 looks absolutely insane like obviously the first game had a lot of variety with the enemies that you fought but just watching that latest trailer man the amount of different kinds of uh, zombies um, really really took me by surprise Um, and then the characters I think uh, the characters that they showed in that last trailer it looks like they're all going to be a lot more interesting and likable than the people that you met in the first game so (laughs) I'm definitely excited for that (laughs) Um, Shout out
2: to Rosario Dawson, huh?
1: Yeah, I didn't yes think sir. she was gonna be as big as, uh, big of a character. Like I thought she was just gonna be like a side character. But man, that last trailer really made it out to, to, to seem like she's like a really big integral part of this story. So I'm interested to see, yeah. um, how that's going to work. Um, I was watching a podcast yesterday and they asked this question: What game in 2022 has the potential to be? Um, this year's Cyberpunk 2077 and surprisingly none of them said dying light too because I totally feel like this game could be that which has me nervous. Um but at the same time you know I'm just I'm just kind of crossing my fingers and hoping for the best, man. Um you know I thing is I wouldn't be surprised if this is a cyberpunk situation or if it actually turns out to be great. I'm really hoping it's great. But uh, we'll see. But nonetheless, Dying Light Two. I mean, I I, I love the first game. Spent a ton of time in it, and I can't wait for for uh, the sequel. Um, and then the last one that I'll give a quick shout out to is um, a Plague Tale Requiem. Um, I really really yeah, yeah. dug the first game. Um, really underrated. I feel like not a lot of people talk about it, but um, yeah, it was it just that time period i think was really really fascinating like i love that sort of like medieval paris um dirty grimy like you know <laughs> no pun intended but yeah like plague stricken sort of medieval time period um yeah.
0: inquisition times you know where the
1: yeah yeah for sure
0: it very much it, it it's over it, it, it's a it's a time where the church and religion really was Wall. dangerous yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and dangerous um and, and
1: but yeah 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 i i could i completely agree to 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 that point uh walt um yeah it's 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 a really really cool um setting uh the rat tech was absolute like it nasty like yeah it, i i think about like some of the moments where you're like in a tight crawl space and there's just like a ton of rats you know there as well Ugh. Um, there's also this one moment of, like, your, uh, with Hugo walking across this battlefield and it's literally you just, like, stepping all over corpses. Like, a ton of corpses across this battlefield and, like, that game really succeeded in just, like, atmosphere and I absolutely cannot wait to see how they,
0: you know, follow
1: that, um, with, with this game. Combat seems like it's getting a little bit more, um, of, like, a, a boost this time around, so definitely interested to see how they're going to handle that with this um because i think she has like a crossbow this time around um so yeah uh playtale requiem um really excited to see how that game turns out obviously there's a ton of other games i'm really really looking forward to this in uh 2022 but uh i think those are probably the main ones um so yeah uh whoever wants to go next feel free
0: yeah i can go take take the lead up. To also, I got I gotta praise the 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 living head I got of Amicia. I love her as a main character, and her dynamic with Hugo is just beautiful. Um, I'm gonna go by quick. You know, you know, Elden Ring number one. That's my number one. Um, of course, we've talked about it. Uh, Horizon is in there. God of War is in there. Dying Light, of course. After that gameplay trailer, I'm more cemented that I'm excited for this game. Is it gonna be Cyberpunk, dude? I... Uh, if I think about that, I'm not gonna be excited. I prefer to be excited. Then I'll be disappointed. Let me be disappointed. Uh then I'll I'll make the judgment there. But no expectations here. Uh Sifu. I'm really I'm I'm looking forward more to Sifu than I did last year. Uh a lot of the gameplay that they reveal, the the mechanics, the aging dynamic and how that how that's uh, gonna work out, it's really has me intrigued. Um Breath of the Wild sequel <laughs> i gotta just (laughs) put that one in there because man i love me breath of the wild i'm pretty excited for the sequel uh it looks like what the little bit that they've shown it looks like a lot of fun it looks bigger uh in terms of of environment and and where you can explore it seems like you're going to the skies it seems a lot of fun uh pokemon legends arceus i'm excited for the approach that pokemon is taking now the open world you know you actually have to throw the pokeball and battle pokemon and actually capture them in the wild i like the approach they're going for i'm really excited for that one uh kirby in the forgotten land uh kirby was my first kirby's dream i believe was my first game ever that's what introduced me to a video game back with a Game Boy color uh and to see how far kirby has come along i i'm super excited for this one and it looks a lot of fun they revealed uh, like the co-op and and the ally system that they're gonna have And it looks like a lot of fun. Kirby, you can't go wrong with Kirby. Like, if you have a bad Kirby game, it's probably because it wasn't, it was, it it had a a gimmick, probably. Because there's a lot of gimmicky Kirby games. Um, Triangle Strategy. I haven't talked about this game almost (laughs) at all. Because saying it is ridiculous. That's a very ridiculous name. Uh, But it looks phenomenal. I am Super excited for this game. It mixing turn-based with octopath traveler style graphics. This 2D 2.5 HD pixel you know type of I, I, give me give me so many give me more give me more. I, I'm excited for the remake slash remaster of Final Fantasy VI that, are, that this year's coming out, um, which kind of has that approach with pixel um, fidelity and quality and and an approach. Triangle triangle strategy just it, it looks so good I, I'm really excited for this one uh and then finally Hollow Knight Silk Song which yeah it's
2: on my list too
0: oh man oh man coming out this year hopefully hopefully they haven't said anything since like 2020 probably uh but I have hope. I have hope that they're gonna say hey man it's actually out today and you won't see me for like three podcasts because I am I am a huge fan of Hollow Knight and like I mentioned earlier in the podcast played the heck out of that game Um, and who bet what better sequel than to put you in the shoes of Hornet one of the most interesting characters of that game and one of the most dynamic in terms of movement and combat so
2: yeah
0: Uh, that's my list man Uh, once this stand out a lot that we I've not talked about again. Triangle strategy and Silk Song. Those two. They had the little kid in me pretty excited.
2: <laughs> nice. Sounds nice. good, man. Nice uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, aside from the Horizons and God of Wars and Dying Lights, like <laughs> we get, we were excited for these games. Yeah, that's like that's, yeah. that doesn't change for me either. But um, I decided to go a little different for my for my anticipated games list. Um, right. Because well, one Hollow Six, on, Six Song is on there because I've just been waiting for that game for a hot I'm minute. Sure. Um, but the other games that I've been looking forward to, uh, Gotham Knights, uh, mm. that first trailer from DC Fandom was absolutely incredible. Of um, it really feels like it, it feels like it's been a while since we got a Batman game, and I think that's it's probably true. <laughs> when did Arkham Knight come out, like in 2016? 2015. Yeah, 2015. Yeah, so it's been a while, man. And, and what better way to get a Batman game going than to play as his proteges, um, his Bat family, right? And to and on top of that, it's a co-op game, which sounds like a lot of fun too. So that's something I'm really excited for. I love the designs for the for the for Batgirl, Nightwing, Robin, and um, and uh, what's his name? Jason Todd's Ethan? character. Yeah. Um, Red Hood, as his name. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited for the premise of it as well, where Batman's you know basically has his dying message going out to his Bat family, saying like it's now your responsibility to protect Gotham. I left it in your hands. Uh, I, to me, that's such a cool storyline. I can't wait to explore. Um, let's see. The next one I have in here is actually a mobile game, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. This game is supposed to be an episodic uh, drop for the Final Fantasy 7 anthology, which is basically just gonna be uh, dropping episodes of the entirety, not only just Final Fantasy 7, but the games that came before and after chronologically. So, Dirty of Sybaris, um, Crisis Core, I think the other one is, uh, what's the other one? It's not Ever Crisis, it's something else, but it has something to do with the Turks. And that's something I'm super excited for, because it's essentially a remake, where it has to have the classic battle system Final Fantasy 7, but done with a new chibi art style, it actually has more of a grounded sort of tone to it as well, but done in the modern era with the uh, backing of remakes. So that's something I'm really excited to play. The other is a controversial pick, uh, a company that's kind of like in my crosshairs right now and that's Ubisoft, um, Avatars Frontiers of Pandora. Uh, who knows this game is actually coming out this year. Um, I think it really depends on the movie if it's coming out at the end of this year or not, but. Um, the avatar is always a it is always a guilty pleasure for me because I love that universe, I love the franchise and any reason to dive into more of that world of Pandora then I'm all for it but um, yeah we'll see how this goes if, if it really is just avatar but far cry and not any better for it then I'm going to be really sad and disappointed by this but if it ends up being something really special actually it ends up being more about environmental storytelling and character storytelling and a fun gameplay on top of that with the Banshee and, and all the different animals in that world. And then it's going to be something really special, but he you knows if Ubisoft decides to go, you know, the absolute you know, F-Boy route and put NFTs in it, then that's another reason to be really sad about uh,
0: it. No fucking thanks.
2: Yeah, basically. Um, last couple ones here, DNF Duel. I talked about the beta about it a couple weeks ago, and this is basically uh, amalgamation of Arc System Works, flair, and art style mixed with the crazy combat of the U of Ultimate Marvel's Skycom 3 devs. Um, I played the beta for it and got super hyped for it. I love the characters, love the uh, was the simplicity of the, the pulling off moves, but the also complexity of breaking down your character and really like kind of getting in the head of your opponent. I think this game is going to really catch people by surprise when it does come out it has great online, um, fun characters, great character designs, and yeah, I think it's going to be a knockout. And um, the other last two here, River City Girls 2, I think that's, River City Girls is just a phenomenal game, if you guys haven't played it, it's such a great beat-em-up Excellent game. Excellent choice. Yeah, River City Girls 2 is going to add more characters, more areas, I'm expecting the same goofy nature, um, hopefully it actually has a better ending than the first game. <laughs> Um, the first game kind of flopped on his face uh, with the storyline, but, um, but regardless, the, the second game, really excited to play that through with my fiance since we both played the first game and really enjoyed that. And lastly, um, the Chrono Trigger JRPG-inspired Sea of Stars that was uh, announced at a Nintendo event, I believe, where it's going to have uh, the same more or less uh, kind of upgraded uh, character and art style of Chrono Trigger. But uh, and even the same gameplay as well, it looks like, but uh, done in its own way and in, in its own modern way as well. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Yasunori Mitsuda is actually working on the music for this game, who worked on the music for Chrono Trigger as well. So th- I think this game is going to be really special. And uh, as soon as I saw it, it, just caught my eye immediately. And I can't wait for it to come out in 2022. Hopefully it does come out in 2022, but regardless, yeah, that's, um, that's on top of my list as well. See you, stars
1: nice nice um i have okay so like a few others that i want to shout out uh truck to yomi i don't know if you guys remember that one
2: yeah the black yeah. and white
1: yeah like uh mm-hmm. samurai game or whatever um mm-hmm. yeah yeah so definitely looking forward to that uh somerville um i think it's uh xbox exclusive for now but it's it's a game um i don't know if it's the same developers but i know Like some of the people working on it are like prior uh, Play Dead developers, and I love Play Dead. Uh, Insight is a fantastic game. Um, So, yeah, I'm uh, at the very least excited to see how that game turns out. Uh, I think they make really, really good stuff. Um, And uh, Callisto Protocol, I'm interested to see how that turns out as well.
0: Yeah, Um, 100%, 100%.
1: Also,. Uh, what's its name? Uh, the the uh Dead Space remake. They mm-hmm. said it's supposed to come out in twenty twenty two. I don't think that's Dude, gonna happen. if it
0: comes out this year, I'm having a heart attack. If it comes out this year, th- that game you have no idea if it, it, it because I I think that game is probably a quarter one. If that game had any hints of of possibly coming out this year, which it seems like yes, that's probably number two. Uh, after Elden Ring it wholeheartedly because I yeah. played that space for the first time in my life last year I, I had mentioned how I was going through the first and I'm going out through the second uh, dude it is probably my favorite horror game ever
2: it yeah it's, it's, it's short really it's short enough right where it might come out this year
0: it that's Gosh. yeah the thing is I don't know how hard it is to I, I don't know. I don't think it's hard, no, too hard to implement that same dismemberment mechanic into a more modern remake setting. Uh, I don't know how. Mm-hmm. It's not too long. It's it's not too long. It has has some huge set pieces that I don't know if that's what might take away their time, but it's not too long. Two is actually longer. It's like, it's like yeah. the mm-hmm. length. And then three exists.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it comes out, yeah, that's just the top of my list too. Cause man, that first game oh. is just immaculate. Oh yeah. Um, There's
1: and something. then the last
2: two that I will give a shout out
1: to, um, which funnily enough, they both have this. They, they both share a, a word in their titles. Um, first one is Weird West. Um, it's by the former, I think the, either the founder or co-founder of Arcane. Um. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I'm excited to see because uh, he he left Arcane after Prey, I believe. So, yeah, really excited to see what he's working on next. And then Evil West. Um, that, yeah, that th- I saw that too. Yeah, that third-person uh, game uh, looks really, really damn good. Um, so, yeah, that's another one I'm really excited to see. Um,
2: Give me some Dark, I think as was a Dark Watch, one of the PS2 games where you play as like a... Van Helsing cowboy sort of character, oh, just yeah. bashing in vampires, a first person
0: game. Yeah, That was yep. a ton of fun.
2: Yeah, it has, it has yeah, that vibe
0: man. for sure. Um... I, not, not a new game, but uh, it's a remaster of an old game uh, that, that I am personally really excited for. It's Life is Strange Remastered Collection. And uh, Life is Strange is really near and dear to my heart. It, during the time that I played it, it was. A time where a lot of identity crisis was happening and that game really helped me like But mu- like walk through that and, and kind of took my hand and like make me like realize a lot of things So I'm really excited for the remaster uh, Version of it. It's supposed to look even better than how originally it did did they already
1: um, remaster that?
0: Mm um, the life is strange the first and uh uh, the Storm one the, the one with Chloe those they haven't they're, they're gonna bring it down in February I believe because they delayed it it was gonna mm-hmm. come out with Life is Strange True Colors but they delayed it because they wanted to really really polish it and make it a worthy remaster I do
2: think it's that Switch version
0: <laughs> yeah I'm, just, I'm which, just
2: kidding I have no idea
0: <laughs> which by the way I'm surprised no one I'm, well I'm not surprised but it's interesting how none of us like we didn't there's a lot of big ones you know a lot of people talk about big ones we didn't mention like although they're big ones we're not anticipating like a ghostwire which i'm staying away at the moment until i see further but like yeah. Forspoken, for spoken, like there's no no i've made i've made my i've made my opinions known on both of those games
2: <laughs> we know yeah so that's know. the Forspoken is looking really um spooky honestly
0: <laughs> it's spooky and not in the good time, not in the good way.
2: <laughs> no, no, no. No. That that four minute gameplay was absolutely and the, the four minute game that like, went up and went down. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing was uh said a lot. So I think that that's game, one of the games that's gonna get a, delayed, honestly. But we'll that see. That
0: game is giving me mad flop like vibes. Like mad. That was
1: mad that flop. was one of the games that um that podcast I mentioned earlier uh said they think has the potential to be uh, a uh, the cyberpunk of this year. Mm. Um, but
0: yeah,
2: and then, I look, think it also it also just falls victim to Square Enix not knowing how to market their damn games. So unless it's hey, Final Fantasy on the cover,
0: yeah. they're bringing those forespoken NFTs, baby. Don't get me started. Last one I will
1: shout out uh, before we get out of here is uh, Stray, uh, another Annapurna mm. game. Uh, Whatever Annapurna touches is is gold, in my opinion, as far as I'm concerned. You been playing as
2: a cat? You been playing as a cat? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, man. Hell. You gonna be looking milk and everything?
1: Is hey, yo. What
2: the hell? That's what you want to do? Damn, hey, yo, he said O.
0: What's wrong with that, he's man? You, you o. Talk,
1: you, you don't, you don't uh, drink the <laughs> the milk out of the bowl when you're eating uh, cereal? What, what, what's going on, man? <laughs>
2: So specific, man. That's cat. <laughs> man, that's hey, cat. Yo, you said I cat. want the full effect of, of Lucky Charms. Jesus Christ. Hey yo. Man, hey, yo hey, is that, that milk that... ain't that lucky. You know what I'm saying? You... <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> you're acting. you acting like you weren't. You weren't breastfed when you were. When you were a baby. What's going on, man? <laughs> <laughs> like this I have that said. memory.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like I have that memory, bro. <laughs> you have to. You have to go. Nah, man. Was formula. I'm just, I'm just life. saying,
1: I'm just saying, man, we're going back to our roots, man. That's,
0: that's all it is. Oh that's yeah. All it is. That's why people were going crazy um, for Lady man. D. Oh, Whoa, Whoa. Wow. Hey, wow. yo. Wow. Anyway.
1: Hey, guys. man, coming out of there. Guys, sure. that is, uh, that's going to do it for the podcast today. On that note. Uh, I want to thank you guys for watching. Uh... Please don't forget to, to if you enjoyed uh the podcast, don't forget to, to like and subscribe, man. That that really helps us out a ton. Um but yeah, we're gonna get started with these outros. Uh Macho, you got anything going on this week?
2: Yes, yes, baby. Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim. Uh gonna be playing more of that, or a- Aegis Rim. However you pronounce that that word. I'm playing more of that this weekend. Uh, <laughs> Aegis. for sure. Aegis? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure to correct myself from here on out. Um, <laughs> yeah no i'm playing more of that this weekend for sure man um i this morning i i definitely when i got more into it i got hooked so i want to see where this story ends off on and um so i can see where these characters are being taken to look kind of at like what other mysteries i'm gonna unlock uh as i keep playing through the game so that's that's gonna be that's gonna be that and uh honestly i think i'm gonna probably see if i can sneak in Kana. This weekend as well because uh the way you guys talked about it made me really excited to get back into it so that's it for me
0: nice sure. well what about you i'll be playing more of this demons bs soul that man uh, just when you think you're 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 on the right track someone invades you and good good luck uh gonna be playing more of this trying to get through it and probably hopefully beat it by the end of next week um other than that, uh, I'm looking forward to February man. Right now I'm just chipping, chipping away at certain games that are short enough that I can take away like two to three days. Um, and I'm finishing two to three days. I, I, I actually divided my, my whole video game collection into unbeatable you know games that are eternal, like like no man's Sky and you have like games like that. I have my beaten games, which is my largest pile, and then I have my backlog, which I actually have been organizing all week. Uh, So I'll be doing that, uh, choosing carefully which games to be, because I don't want to waste too much time. Uh, Still, before Elden Ring comes out, my goal so far is to hopefully get the Platinum on Sekiro. I still don't have that because it's a grind. Um, Other than that, man, uh, as I've been doing, keep Dropping some FF14 here and there, because uh, at this point I honestly can't get away from that game now. It's a uh, it's a problem. It's it's Welcome a good problem. Welcome to the abyss. Welcome to the abyss, <laughs> my friend. It, it's a better it's a better problem than the other one where I have where some nights I get online with some uh, friends from Puerto Rico and we play League of Legends, which I'm still playing. Um, that's a, an unhealthy problem because it's a very toxic environment which I partake but it's all right uh, <laughs> but FF 14 balances that out which is the most with the most wholesome which guys I have to say I was struggling in a dungeon in a, a, a little dungeon and one of the people they stopped and they started typing away and saying oh you don't have this equipped oh you should put this on Oh, you should equip this and And no moment did they berate me or tell me that I was playing wrong. They were just telling me, oh, no, no, now that you have that equipped, now you can get better. And, yeah, good luck. uh, And good luck with the character. And I hope you enjoy the game. And I was like, yo, what is this? This is... (laughs) this is amazing i feel i feel like i'm like i'm between like a family i'm, a, I'm in a new family of f14 so
2: wow better yeah. than than me i would have roasted your ass <laughs> i'm like bro why don't you have these rings equipped <laughs> no i'm just kidding
0: Ah <laughs> oh, man that's what punks do huh that's what punks do huh <laughs> but yeah man uh, wholesome wholesome vibes 2022 is all about that wholesome and, and... D, gonna focus with d s s you know keeping that toxicity on a low low and and just cleanse this video game community one day at a time you know <laughs> gotta keep it gotta keep it wholesome with with lady d
1: exactly all right all right martin luther king
0: um... <laughs> <laughs> hey man hey man it's not it's not monday yet
1: um, oh, man. so as for me um really. I guess just more Dragon Age, really, until Dying Light comes out, man. Jesus I'm, Christ! I'm like, I'm not, like, regrettably playing this game. Thank um, you. Doing to yourself. Yeah, I, I need, I need to be saved. I need, I need Dying Light to come out, man.
2: Nah, um, let's play Final Seven remake, man. You've been, yes, s- you've been, Skipping out on that one. How I'm much, telling you, it's how a good... much is that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, but, but six dollars for Dying Light Two is okay, right? All hey, right, right man. hey man, see this is this is
1: this is the, the pros to, to pre ordering. You put ten dollars in there now and then you know a couple days later I'll put another ten dollars to it. You know, and then I get paid hey, next week, and then we could put like thirty dollars into it, and then by the time the February fourth comes around, I only have to pay like twenty dollars. Uh, you know?
2: Okay, okay. There okay. You go. That's the
1: plan. That's the the plan. It's an
0: investment. It's an investment, man. Point, point has
1: been the future made. Point
2: You're has center. been made. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, man, that's that's pretty much it for me. Um, but yeah, once again, I want to thank you guys for uh watching, uh for tuning into the podcast. And, uh, yeah, we will catch you guys next week with uh, whatever happens. Hopefully, uh, no other voice actor talks about or partners up with uh, an NFT company or something. Um, Yikes. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.